Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Behind the Player podcast brought to you by Survival Challenge. I'm your co-host today, William Hermanot, and with me is Ryan. How are you doing, Ryan? Good. I'm really excited for our guest today, so I'm really happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and without further ado, our guest is none other than one of our finalists, Holly. How are you doing? Hey, guys, I'm doing great. Just very happy to be here. (laughs) Awesome. Now, uh... Ryan, I believe you've had some sort of connection with Holly. Care to share a little bit about your background with her? Yeah, so um, back in 2017, Austin Trupp played Survival Challenge, and we were last year in Maine. And he's like the father of College of Survivors. People probably listening, probably at least some of them know. Um, so he's like the, you know, the creator of Survivor Maryland, that whole series, and that kind of inspired like all these different like games across the country, different schools. So I befriended him there. And then I I think I knew who he was before he played. Um, But obviously, you know, it's like, you know, clicked really well. I I watched him play. We kind of saw a really, you know, strong connection after the game, became really quick friends. And um, I decided I finally would would give like his content like a a proper watch. And I think my, I think I started, I think he told me to start with the season. I think it was one of their seasons. It was called Survivor Maryland Guts and Glory. Um, like their fourth season maybe so i think i watched that first and was really impressed by like the quality i mean not that i thought it was like you know crap initially but i think i did i just kind of assumed like college survivors like some like really low budget like youtube series and it was really a well done production i was just like so impressed that i went back and watched um quickly binge like the first two seasons on youtube i guess i think it was like the second or third season is actually filmed but um holly actually was the uh, one of the players in season three and um, her among other people, I was like bugging Austin after I like binged those couple seasons. I'm like, Austin, you need to get like some of these people to play survival challenge. Cause like there's people there that I think would be fun personalities, um, really great players, really like, you know, equipped well to do like in the physical aspect of it. Well, um, so I'm pretty sure I sent Austin like a short list of like specific people to like, you know, maybe like five or six of like, Hey, like nudge these people and try to get them to apply. And Holly was definitely on that list. I won't name any others in case they kind of appear in future seasons who know who's. Um, but so I think I um, bugged him to do that. I don't think it just, you know, timing wise, whatever, just didn't work out to have anybody the next couple of years. But then I finally um, saw Holly had applied and was ended up being cast for a 2020 season and I was like, oh my God, like it finally happened. Like finally a Survivor Maryland player besides Austin is going to be in the mix here. And I knew that Holly would like be a firecracker, like super fun to watch, a great player. Um, and it was really funny because we as like the production crew, we kind of do like our preseason, like winter picks. Um, so spoiler alert, mine was Holly. And people were like, really Holly? I'm like, you guys have no idea what you guys are in for about to watch for Holly. So I think, I think people just kind of a thought, and I think she even, she played it up in her um, video, maybe in part of the game too. Um, just kind of like that kind of like, you know, young, uh, you know, maybe, maybe like appears like ditzy, naive blonde girl, but I knew she was like a sharps attack and would, um, every time I'd watched her play as she'd played twice survivor Maryland and she did um, incredible there. And then I actually got the opportunity to play with her and kind of little mini weekend game in Maryland for Austin's birthday one year. Um, and she beat me, so that was pretty impressive as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think I was just really excited just to watch her play like survival challenge. So and that's kind of like the long spiel of it. But yeah, long story short, like was really it was cool. To, it's always cool whenever you have somebody in the game that you're going to like that you kind of have a like small connection with who kind of watch them. So it was definitely fun. And I mean, honestly, like her 
her roller coaster ride through 2021 was probably one of the craziest ever in like the series of the the game itself. So lots to talk about here. Um, and I'm excited to kind of get more behind the scenes of like what I maybe didn't talk to Holly um, during the game. So yeah, just an overall great player, um, more than met and exceeded my expectations of her in the game. So um, if it goes out saying I'm very proud of her and I was excited that she was finally a part of our, uh, you know, survival challenge family. Ryan, that was the nicest thing I've ever heard. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> not quite not quite like a T-Bird-esque uh, introduction, like she doesn't talk into T-Bird on RHAP, but yeah, well, nothing, <laughs> nothing but love. <laughs> oh, thank you. I uh, also had pretty high hopes for Holly. Um, I never really interacted with Holly before Survival Challenge, but um, I've played a couple uh, orgs, one of those being Endure, and, you know, she's been a prominent figure in that game as well as other games. And so I was very aware that Holly had a reputation. And yes. so I was very excited. And, and I found out that there'd be a lot of, like, players uh, with org reputations coming into the season. I'm sure that's going to be talked about. Uh, but you were definitely one where I was just like, she knows what she's doing here. Like, this may be her first time to Survival Challenge, but she's probably one of the like as far as experience goes like holly's probably got one of the best backgrounds possible to be ready for this yeah for sure um the the, the word i it's so accurate but i hate it the word reputation is so true in the online community um i'm, I'm since retired but i could not play a single game without someone bringing up some type of my my reputation in the online community of just like being really good at these games um and i guess my it preceded me because i got second uh, even with a handful of people in this game already knowing who i was whether it be from online games from survivor maryland from sequester like there was more than a handful of people who came in and let me know right off the bat and that they knew exactly who i was and it, it definitely kept me on my toes for the entire time and that had to be something you probably thought about in like the, like god like the year and a half between being cast and eventually going to play but you probably had assumed that would probably happen to you did you kind of go in with any sort of immediate way to combat that address it i mean I would, i'd be surprised if you if you went in thinking you were going to get like completely not recognized at all or maybe that maybe that's maybe that's true um so i was a, i was a little bit more on the hopeful side than anything else just from looking at like past casts of survival challenge i was like they had they clearly have a lot of people different people applying like i didn't know a bunch of people that i've played before so i was like maybe i'll get really lucky and like some obscure survivor fans are going to come out and like Maybe one or two will recognize me from the org world, but maybe it won't be like, you know, oh, hey, I follow you on Twitter, which happened to me. So <laughs> um, I was a little bit hopeful. And then I was also hoping, I was like, maybe there will be a survivor player or a big brother player or someone that will definitely overshadow my presence of like Survivor Maryland and Sequester. Um, so I was hoping that maybe something else would be there that it would kind of cover up, you know, what I've done in my in my history. Um didn't get quite so lucky, but I clearly worked through it. Um, my my goal once I came in and I was like, ah, oh, shit, I know, I know some of these people and I know some of them know me, even if I don't know them. Um, my goal was just to kind of disarm them, um, be fun, be kind of goofy, um, be like, you know, be charming, give them a good time so that 
they kind of forget that I am a, I am a seasoned vet when it comes to Survivor games at this t- at this point in time. Um, I know exactly what I'm doing. It's not my first ra- rodeo. Um, and just kind of disarm them with personality so that they kind of forget uh, how sharp my strategic mind can be. With this not being your first rodeo, what drew you to want to play Survival Challenge? And then once you got approved to play, uh, did you do any research on the game itself? So um, originally it was Austin. I know Austin played this years ago with Adam Klein. Um, and he would always talk, you know, how, about how great it was, how great it was. But, you know, the nail in the coffin um, actually was Anthony uh, when he played the last season and he won. Um, we have like I've known Anthony for a few years and we have a little friend group and um, we were all in the chat like live streaming everything and watching and supporting him and I was watching and I was like this is really freaking cool like this is right up my alley um, definitely something I would be interested in and I was like you know considering it while watching him but then he had to go and win and you know <laughs> anything Anthony does I can do better I still stand by that um, so I was like, but I, ha- I have to go now and I have to win. Um, I came really close and he doesn't let me forget it, but that was definitely the nail in the coffin. Cause I was like, I'm not going to let Anthony go, go out there and, you know, show me up. Um, never hear the end of it in our little group chat. So <laughs> that's what the final kicker was. And then once I did get cast, I did some, like some brief searching, but I didn't want to fall down a rabbit hole and get too in my head about anything. Um, I just kind of trust myself that I know what I'm doing. Um, So I did some basic research and then I, you know, I asked Anthony, do you have any like, you know, suggestions or advice? I did the same thing with, I went to Austin. I was like, any like blanket advice you can give me, I'll take. Um, But I no, I didn't really do anything crazy in terms of research. I honestly feel like that's the best approach. That's kind of how I approach it. Well, and granted, like when I applied and played, there was like much less content to go review. But um, I think you can, yeah, I think you can easily get so much in your head, almost like to like almost overplaying before you even start playing and like i think that like this huge part of the game is just being able to adapt to what's going on around you so even if you had this like master plan or like long list of things you want to accomplish in the game you could be you know one day in and realize like none of that's going to work with this cast i think it's i think it's kind of good to kind of maybe um not go overboard and like forming something too specific and it makes you just not able to bend which is like so much of the game is being able to like kind of bend and flow with the with the flow of the game yeah absolutely and i wound up you know bending over backwards sticking my head in between my legs like i was i was all sorts of craziness but um i was able to do that just because i went into it you know with a little bit of nerves but then it got to a point where it was like i trust myself I trust my ability to adapt and change to, you know, whatever comes my way. So like take a deep breath, it'll be okay. Um, which is kind of how I approached the game and it worked out pretty well. Cool. I also, I like that approach because I think uh, just like to back up what Ryan said, I think a lot of people, especially now there's, there's, there's a lot of content for survival challenge, which is both uh, a blessing and a curse is that, yeah, it's very easy to get in your own head and overthink things. And I think this is kind of where your experience starts to play in is that, you know, who you are as a player, you know, how survivor as a game functions, every season is going to be very different from each other for survival challenge. Anyways, you might as well not load up your expectations and just expect the unexpected, you know? Yep, exactly. 
I think it's good too, just to like know your own strengths. I mean, like, I mean, just me being kind of more of like an introverted person, I could never go into the game like Holly and just be like, okay, I'm gonna be like the life of the party, like this, you know, great big personality at camp, make everyone fall in love with me. Like that wouldn't work for me. It's like people asking Holly, even, you know, like what can I do to play or how can I best prepare for survival challenge? Like what may work for some person isn't going to work for another thing. It's really just key just to like play to your strengths, know yourself. So the minute you come across as like fake or phony is the minute you're going to like lose the game and rub people the wrong way. I think it's just really important just to kind of go in and, um, you know, just, just see, honestly, just kind of just go in, be yourself and see how far you can get with that. All right. So, you know, you kind of alluded to it a little bit, but we'll go right back to it as you're checking into the game and you're showing up and everything and you're getting a, your first sneak peek at all the other people in the game who were all the people that you recognized and what was your initial thoughts about them being in the game? Oh, so when I first got there, I was sizing everyone up. I was trying to peek around corners. I was I was trying to get any look I can at anyone that would be there. Um, so right off the bat, when uh, we all came around that corner and we saw, um, we saw John, the first person that caught my eye was Chris O'Neill. Um, and then I, the second person that caught my eye was Benji, um, because we all play orgs together. I've played orgs with both of them. I've met Chris O'Neill before. We've done murder mysteries, like actually hung out. Um, you know, I, I, I talk with Benji every now and then, not very often, but you know, enough to like be an acquaintance with each other. Um, so those were two people right off the bat that I was like, oh, wow, I know them. Um, and then let's see. I vaguely recognized Landon, but I didn't figure out why I knew what who he was until after the game was over. <laughs> um, we actually hung out in California. We have a mutual friend, but I did not realize it was him until afterwards. So, like, those were my, like, immediate, like, oh, I think I know you guys um, right off the bat. And then a bunch of people recognized me, which is a different story. <laughs> <laughs> and... Was your first thoughts like, cool, I can utilize these connections or B, you need to distance yourself from these people as much as possible? It was one in one. So when I saw, well, Landon, I was like, I did, couldn't put my, my finger on it. So I was like, all right, we'll figure that out. But when I saw Benji, when I saw Chris, I was like, Benji, yes, can work with that man. Love him. You know, really hit it off in like this one org we played like three years ago or whatever. Um, could definitely try to work with that. And I saw Chris O'Neill and I was like, run as fast as I can in the opposite direction. <laughs> like, God, always trust your gut feeling, guys. Um, I wanted nothing to do with him. But, of course, it didn't work out that way um, for, e either, for either of them. So, yeah, that was my initial thoughts. <laughs> I think, you know, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, it is funny how much connections were a fear in many people's minds but how little they ended up impacting the game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Nothing benefited me. God. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, anyways, we'll get to that. So yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Lining everyone up. John gives you the lowdown and then eventually says, all right, so we're starting now. Uh, you guys can just get into groups now. <laughs> what was um, your thought process for that? pure terror i grabbed the, the closest people next to me which of course happened to be chris o'neill who i wanted nothing to do with um and we just started grabbing people and like we were kind of like like the team of misfits at, at one point it was just kind of like 
it seemed like everyone else had like already had their pick of the group and it was just like the people that were like stuck by themselves were like all right come on we gotta go you don't have a choice like it looked like no one wanted to join us (laughs) which is fine so we just kind of threw it together and then um being who I am, I like, I didn't take complete control, but I definitely stepped up into a leadership position and was like, became one of the person, one of the people swimming, not, you know, sitting on top of the, um, whatever you even want to call that, the boat. I don't know. Um, definitely took a, a, a power position and just kind of got to it. You know, no time to waste. <laughs> <laughs> what was, uh, was it like a competing in that first challenge, just literally being thrown into the water and uh, then just following that, just so many different puzzles and random events and trivia and just break down that whole first bunch of challenges for us in your side and all of that. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, from that five seconds into the game, when I jumped into that water, I was not dry again until I got out of the shower when it was all over and, and took a towel to me. But I stayed wet for the entire game. I never once dried off, um, which was, that part was absolutely miserable, but um, the challenges were just, I, I like I knew that they were going to be hard, but I was just like, damn, I thought I was in shape. <laughs> like, I'm out here sucking wind after like the, the first swim and they're like, all right, you got to do it again. And I was like, are you, are you kidding me? I'd be like, I'm going to die. I'm like looking at the kayak boys like, who this might be a short run for Holly. <laughs> like, <laughs> not even going to make it to night one. Um, but it was really cool to actually get to do a challenge to, you know, that caliber, like you're really out there. Um, and then the puzzles were always fun. And then, you know, it was just like very, it was very draining right off the bat. And the, you know, you never took your foot off the pedal right after that. That was definitely one of my favorite parts was just the validity of all of the challenges. Like it really felt like, you know, this, oh, I've seen this on Survivor. They they do exactly this and I'm copying them and I can see how I measure up or, you know, how well I would do in comparison. Um, so that whole like big challenge kind of like field day was an absolute blast like the, I, I remember like the, the hanging challenge in particular like I was like me and Alex were really good at like I don't know it was just super super cool to actually do those real live challenges that you've seen on tv a million times all right anything to add to that Ryan because oh, I, I want to say you were I don't know why I remember him just a little bit I think you were in were you in Kevin's group or Kwu? And that first night, or was that a different group? Um, no, I was not with Kaylee on the first night. You know, I couldn't remember if I like watched your group perform. Basically, my, my group was I, everyone was not great at that like initial tribe challenge. Um, at least the group that I was monitoring wasn't, so it was kind of funny. Um, yes, we yes. actually we were in the last place, so that all so all of the live streamers actually left us. So like we didn't have a, we didn't have a live streamer with our tribe and we wound up finishing first because we took like we had like the longest running route, which was probably like a half a mile. Like I, I was trying to sprint it and everyone else was walking. Um, it was probably only like a half a mile. And that was all we pretty much had to do. And while well, everyone else had all these really difficult challenges. So we wound up finishing first. But since we didn't have like the, you know, the more interesting challenge, we didn't have a live streamer with us. <laughs> Yeah, so when you guys get to the, so our kind of like big opening twist was like the the, the one world idea, which kind of became one world divided by three in one spot. Um, <laughs> and when you guys kind of got to like that kind of like that general like corral area, 
Um, and even, I guess, even there's a couple of small events you guys kind of played through to kind of still as like your team. So it made sense to kind of stick with them. But kind of talk us with that first night, like your perspective on what are we doing here? I clearly like said at one point, whenever it's getting dark, there's, it should be more and more evident that you guys are all just staying here for the night versus going to like three separate camps. Um, talk us through like what was going through your mind and how your approach was to that one world scenario. Um, so I actually think that I was one of the first people that said it's one world. We showed up at that, you know, that meeting spot and we were the first people there. Um, I actually, uh, there was like this bottle that said, do not touch. And I thought I was being clever, um, by not touching the bottle. I picked up a little piece of hay and kind of, um, stuck it in the bottle and shimmied the little note out of it without touching the bottle. And I thought I was being really smart. And then I got yelled at, um, but then we had to, we had to wait for all three tribes to get there before, it, before it was red and all of that. Um, but we all got there and we were just kind of looking at each other, um, I put it together one world as soon as we were like running around getting those boxes with the locks on them, but no one's key would open their own box. And I'm sitting there and I said, let's switch. I said, let's switch keys. Um, and, and like the other tribes were like looking at me like I was crazy. And I was like, give me your key. And here's like, here's mine, like do a little switcheroo. And it worked. And as soon as I, as soon as it worked, I was like, we're one world for the night. Like, this is it. And, like, one person had a pot and one person had, you know, different things. Um, I put it together right away. Um, and I said it, but, I like, I wasn't trying to be pushy or, like, also come off as, like, why do, like why does she know that? Because um, I also claimed to have, like, never seen, like, the majority of Survivor seasons and I lied through my teeth. Um, but I just kind of sat there because I was, like, I'm going to wait for someone else to be, like, all right, it's one world, guys. We should probably start a fire. Um, I wasn't going to be that person. But... Um, I, when we were like collecting firewood at, at some point, um, for the fire that we never made, I did start to slowly break off because even if everyone knows it's one world, you still don't want to be that person that's running off right away. Cause you're going to look like, um, like you're trying too hard, but it was weird because we, they kept saying this, the one tribe no one liked, like and they, my tribe, my, my fake tribe, it's like shouting it. And they're like, oh yeah, the tribe that no one likes. And I was like, guys, shut up. <laughs> I was like, you're shooting yourself before this game even starts. But we all, all three tribes still kind of like separated their little mat into their own little corner. And I was like, this is not going to bode well for when tomorrow comes around. Um, but I all, like I said, I didn't want to be that person who's the only person, you know, inter-tribe mingling and, you know, putting a target on myself right off the bat. Very cool. Um, so going on from there, was there any like first impressions from this challenge and all the trivia, um, of people who you didn't know from your first impressions that were kind of, uh, standing out to you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one one person in particular is Jamie. Um, when we had to all put together like different words on the back of the clues that we each separately got and like read out the clue to say that there was some sort of reward by a red flag up a certain trail, I put it together first. I read it and I just, I turned around and I started sprinting down the trail. I was the only person out of all like, 24 of us that just broke apart and ran and then I hesitated and I will always kick myself for that I hesitated and I turned back around because I was like is this smart like is this a smart play to just leave everyone in the dust and then I, I said 
screw it. And I kept running. And by the, by the time I turned back around, I got halfway up that mountain. I'm not a sprinter. You know, I'm, I'm, she's not a runner. She's not a track star. I was like trying to make it up that mountain. And Jamie just blows past me. And I was like, God damn it. Or something. And he like whispered in my ear and he was like, like, I like, I love your tenacity or like, I love your some something. It was like something along the lines of like trying to like put out like a, a feeler or like an olive branch in between our, like our mini tribes or whatever. And he got to the apples and whatever, like whatever else was there. 0.5 seconds before I did, like we were like kicking around the grass trying to find it. And he got there right before me. And then he was like, how about you just here? I'll give you one apple. Like you fin- you figured it out first. Like you got here, like I got at the same time. Um, and I was just like, no, not right now. Like, I don't want to, I don't, you know what I mean? I didn't want it to look weird, but that was like a very good, like kind of, beginning olive branch of like oh he likes players that are going to play hard um that are smart that are you know here to play the game rather than just sit in the back so it was like a oh this might be something that I can work with moving forward um and then the, the tribe as a whole like we're talking about giving me one of the apples um but I kind of like shooed them off because I just didn't want it to look bad to my own tribe I guess but Jamie definitely made like a really good strong first impression on me that day now, how about the flip side? If anybody stand out to see that, it's like just like things as simple as like body language or the way you're seeing them talk to other people. Did anybody stand out as people like, ooh, that person looks not like a, you know, good ally or like they're making already kind of making some waves just here on night one? Um, not particularly as like um, oh, doesn't look like a good ally. But I did like realize that Alex was talking to everyone like that man was making his rounds, which is like I applaud that. Like I was also making my rounds, but he was, um, I guess, noticeably doing it, which is I just kind of put that in my back pocket of like this man is is talking to everyone. Like, you know, I felt good with him, but also like he's probably good with, you know, 22 other people here. Um, so not necessarily like a bad first impression because I, I genuinely like him. It was just a, oh, I see, like, I see, I see what you're doing kind of deal. Hmm. Now, obviously we know how this played out, but I'd love to hear your side of it. There's supposed to be this one world situation going on, but it wasn't looking very one worldly for, for everyone there. Everyone was very gun shy about doing anything like that. Uh, what was your whole take on trying to mingle with other people and stuff? Um, I was I was trying, but like I said, I you don't you never want to be that first person that runs off because at the beginning of any Survivor game, people will cling to anything to put a target on your back. Um, so I was trying to be like friendly enough without being you know overly friendly about putting that target on my back. Like at one point, it started raining a little bit more. My tribe was like we're gonna go underneath the like the woods for shelter from the rain because there was nothing on top of us so we pulled our little tarp all the way across the clearing by ourselves while the other two tribes are still next to each other and um i like i i actually went over to the other two tribes and was like hey guys like i just want to let you know our tribe's gonna go try out the corner because this rain is really like pouring down on us and like we're trying to get a little bit of relief from it um if it works out any better do you guys like want me to come let you know 
or whatever. And they're like, yes, yes, please come back. Let us know. So we went over there and we laid down and it, it was a little bit more of a relief. Uh, the bugs were just a little bit worse. So I did put my little muddy shoes back on and I trekked across the clearing and I went back to them and I was like, Hey guys, like it is a little bit better, yada, yada. And they're like super thankful that I came back and like actually told them, you know, what was going on. Um, so I still tried to make it seem like we weren't alienating ourselves, which like my tribe in particular was definitely doing. Um, but I was still trying to maintain some sort of, you know, you know, good terms with the tribes as best as I could, considering we we're like forever away. Now, have you ever have you ever done anything like that where you were like like a camping situation or like are you, is that something you've like done in the past or was that kind of like your first like really roughing it experience? No, that was, I've gone camping before, you know, in a tent or whatever, but I've never just laid in, in the forest with, with the snakes and the God knows what else with nothing over top of me. Like just like me in the night sky, um, and a bunch of rain clouds. I have never done anything like that. Um, it was, I'm I'm not, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. It was probably the most miserable night I've ever had in my entire life. Um, we were on, we were on a slope and I was, I took the edge because, um, I have the bladder the size of a quarter. I have to pee 17 times a night. So I was like, I'm going to be on the edge. I don't want to disturb anyone. Yada, yada. Wrong. Do not ever do that. Do not get the edge on the slope. I was in a puddle all night long. I don't think I slept for two minutes. Um, it was just awful. I've never just like let the rain beat down on me like that before. And I've got a hell of a lot of allergies. So I'm like, I am like taking three zero tech at a time trying to make through it, make it through. It was, I've never, I've never roughed it like this before in my entire life. And I'm not a stranger to like the wilderness or anything like that, but this was a, a whole different beast. <laughs> you know, at least you get to suffer with people because yes. that, that's what makes the experience the experience. You no, know, it was actually, it was so it was actually really fun to bond with people that way. Um, and in our group chat, I kept, I kept joking. I was like, you know, like I was, I was next to Jake in particular, who was right next to me. And I'm like, we are, we are cuddling. We are spooning. Like you, like he knows all the curves of my body at this point. And it was just so funny. Cause I was like, we were laying there at one point and I was like, guys, who would have ever expected that, Five hours ago, we met a bunch of strangers, and within those five hours, now we were all in a in a in a line, not to butt with those strangers. Like, like it's perfectly normal. Like we've known each other for years. Like you're my brother. Like we like it was just it was mind blowing how just like comfortable you get with each other so fast when you're out there under these conditions. That is part of the charm of the game. It's yes. one of the things that makes it very special. Yep. And it's just like some things you just, sometimes talking just doesn't do it. You just, you gotta get, you gotta get in there and start cuddling for body warmth to really get to that true closeness, that next level. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, the next morning finally arrives and most people didn't get sleep, but everyone's ready to go. Nonetheless, um, everyone's talking about how they've been, uh, listening for the signs being the birds waking up and the train passing by to how close things are ready to happen. Yes. Um, cause you don't really realize how much light there is in the day before it's actually like daytime. You know, it does feel like for eternity of, 
hey, it's kind of getting bright out to, oh, we're actually finally leaving camp now to do stuff. Yeah. Um, whenever that first bird would chirp, everyone in my tribe just shot up like a jack in the box. Like we were like, all right, guys, time to do things. <laughs> um, and like we, we like even the night we would just lay there and just kind of like tell stories and get close to each other, which I guess is a blessing in disguise of not being able to sleep most nights is that we did get so much closer with our like 2 a.m., 3 a.m., you know, talks on, on the tarp, that type of thing. Um, but as soon as as soon as that first bird chirped, we, we were all up and out of there. We were like, let's go. Let's get something going. I'm ready to start. <laughs> all right. Well, as you are getting ready to start, you get brought to the challenge area once again. Um, but for all of the talks that everyone had and uh, assumptions of what the twist would be, I don't think anyone guessed that we would have an individual uh, challenge day for the rewards. Um, what did you think about that? No, I definitely did not expect that. I don't think anyone really um, called that one. I thought it was really cool. I thought the challenge buck idea was like definitely super interesting. And with the fact that, you know, every round things are like switched around, you're working with new people. Um, I thought it was a very good way to kind of start networking earlier without it, you know, being on tribes um, and making it look like too much like you're you know you're just getting jostled around you get more time with a bunch of different people um i thought it was super fun although i didn't have the greatest luck in terms of winning anything um so i had a very modest amount of challenge bucks um which is why i you know eventually never won anything because i didn't have enough enough cash to do so but i definitely thought it was really interesting to just be able to kind of size up other people also because you could tell the people that are constantly winning challenges or, you know, constantly getting the, the most amount of challenge bucks. Um, it kind of gives you a little peek into, oh, well, what is this person capable of when it comes down to individualized things? You know, is this going to be an asset for the tribe, but then do I have to look out for them later? So I, I did start to catalog people a little bit in my brain um, before we even really like, quote unquote, started playing. Was there any talk like during that day, like swapping those notes of people or kind of those early, you know, discussions of strategy or was it for the most part, like similar to the first night where like most of that first day was kind of like laid back hands off until like you guys were like into your tribes and like playing at that point. Um, for me, I was doing minor social game. Um, I was like, you know, when I would, I remember working one time with Devin and it was like the third time we had been on a tribe together and we were like, had won like two out of three or something like that. And I was like, Oh, like looks like we work really well together. Like, you know, like little things like that, but I know better than to be coming out the gate, you know, with the first person trying to make alliances with any, anyone. So if other, with everyone, if everyone else was doing that, uh, kudos to them. But I kind of, you know, was like, Oh, hands off. I'm going to enjoy these challenges while I can. And, you know, throw in a little bit of a comment here and there um, kind of subtly because that's more of like how I play rather than, you know, let's make a million alliances and hope they don't blow up in my face. Um, but if everyone else was doing that, then, you know, they weren't with me because I wasn't doing that. <laughs> so did you have any specific strategy for the challenge bucks specifically? Um, honestly, I... I can't wait to like, I have a really bad resting bitch, resting bitch face problem sometimes, but Same. like I kept, I kept 
catching myself just like smiling ear to ear like I was genuinely just so happy to be playing challenges and I'm super competitive like that that's fun to me it's just like oh yeah let's like race to do a puzzle like that is like my friends all hate it but like that is me in my prime and I kept catching my myself smiling from ear to ear just like genuinely enjoying being in the moment and like being present and getting excited even when I wouldn't win it was just still so fun for me that like I really didn't approach the challenge buck day with any super crazy strategy it was like if I won then that's really awesome I can like you know obviously put them away and don't tell anyone how much I've been winning so like people aren't keeping track of that um but I genuinely was just really happy to be there and I know that sounds like super lame but it like it, there was no one getting voted out there it wasn't you know it wasn't crunch time just yet. So I really just kind of took a moment and had fun with it. Um, and that's like one of my fondest memories of survival challenge is just genuinely remembering my pure happiness <laughs> of that day. That's awesome. I mean, I think that's one of the the reasons why I like that format so much is that it allows everyone to really enjoy the game and not worry about, you know, cause then, you know, it really kind of helps whoever is those first few boots because you had all this time together and experiencing the game together. And, uh, you know, the person who goes home first is still going to have a decent amount of time spent in the game. Whereas in Survivor, you know, in comparison to everyone else, you're going to be spending half the time as the next next boot, you know. So, yes, it's, absolutely. Uh, makes it more worth your while even if you're gone early so yes for like people like Stu, like he still got to play in a lot of challenges and doesn't feel like he necessarily like you know wasted his time money and effort to get out there and not get anything done yeah now like what is some of the challenge highlights through these like reward challenges were there any specific moments for you that you feel like were great or were there any social aspects from these challenges that kind of arose um, I really liked the challenge where we had the tall platforms and then we had one person that had to like walk one, you know, from one to another. And then they had to untie the puzzle pieces and then you put together that hanging puzzle. That was like, I loved that. Like that is a classic. They've done it a, a bajillion times on the show. And I've always been like, oh, I like that would be so much fun. That would be so much fun. And then I got to do it. And I was actually pretty good at the the hanging puzzle. I think it was me and Alex that were working together on it. Um, so that was that was definitely a highlight. I was just like, wow, I've seen this on my television so many times. And now it's like I'm doing it. Like and I have like I showed that I can complete this puzzle. I can do it. Um, so that was definitely like the highlight for me. So you had like an amazing, fun, great, wonderful Thursday afternoon morning. And then the swap happens and numbers go a certain way with that one. Um, give me like your play by play as we kind of hit that. And well, actually, I was going to try to swap more of a tribe, um, you know, assembly. But so like kind of walk us through like what your takes were as you were seeing your like true now formal tribe forming before you. Yeah, so um, I was less than ecstatic. Um, so, and that was just honestly, schoolyard picks suck. Like my feelings got hurt. I was, I am not used to being picked like relatively last. Um, and that's essentially kind of what I was. I was like one of the last like five or five-ish people, I think. Um, I was down there and it was way too low for my comfort. At this point, I was like, 
this little fire under my ass. I was like, I have got work to do. Do you feel like that was like, do you think in that moment, did you feel like it was based on your performance that day? Maybe people feeling threatened by you as Holly from Survivor Maryland. Um, like, did you have a sense of why that was? Or you just didn't ever really get that um, confirmed kind of, to you? I, nothing really confirmed. Like, no one confirmed why I got picked when I did. Um, I mean, I did, I did average like you know middle of the pack with the challenge bucks so like i clearly didn't come across as like oh big challenge asset um and then i had a few people that didn't pick me that i really thought were going to pick me at some point so i was like oh maybe my maybe i'm not doing as well socially as i thought i had um and then getting put on a tribe with uh five of like the originals of a one tribe originally and then the, me jake and caitlin as the others i was like oh shit like easy pickings one two three when we lo- when we lose so like i really have to figure something out so i guess just just realizing where i got picked you know in terms of the whole group and then realizing where i ended up i was like i have got major work to do and just really lit a fire under my ass so you know you got you got to start doing something right now Now, I think it's really cool that through that kind of operation, you're able to see some possible groupings, some possible packing orders. Is there anything that you noticed outside of your own game of implications of other people's games? And if that also directly linked to how you approach them and stuff? Oh, absolutely. Megan getting picked last was some form of hope for me. Because she was upset. If I, I can't remember who exactly it was because this was a few months ago. Someone picked, I believe, Caitlin or Jake. Or no, I think it was Caitlin. Instead of Megan. So when Megan got picked last, I was like, okay, there might be five of them from that original grouping. But clearly she is on the bottom of whatever pecking order that they have. So... That was apparent right away. And I was like, I have got to start to try to chip away at her, maybe see if there's any type of cracks that I can um, just make worse or like pick at to try to try to get my foot in the door somewhere. So that was very apparent right off the bat. And you could kind of see it in her face that she also recognized that that's exactly where she was in terms of that five. Awesome. Love that. Um, Anything you want to add to that, Ryan? No, so you were you ended up on a tribe with Benji. Did you see that as another opportunity to exploit or work with, or did you feel like he's locked in with that four slash maybe five? It's better off trying to like get Megan to flip. So I my original plan was okay, let's work on Megan. Maybe she'll flip, and then use my relationship with Benji to be another number for us. Because then that could have been me, Jake, Caitlin, Benji, Megan instead of the five original. So those were my two that I was trying to work on, like to, you know, maybe shake things up. And then I adore Benji as a person. Like, I think he's great. We get along really well. Um, But little did I know the entire time he was like, I got to get this girl out. I got to get her out. So he wanted nothing to do with me. And here I am like singing his praises to the camera, like a boo-boo the fool. Um, But I did want him and Megan to like, you know, maybe flip and then I can work something out with Jake and Caitlin. But um, 
alas, that at was what, not at what point, maybe like, is it that, maybe that Thursday night or maybe it was even Friday. At what point did you feel like you realized that like, I am without a prayer here and just need to, uh, one of my, I think, I, I can't remember if it's a confessional, like a full one or like a mini one, but one of like my like truly favorite lines or just like takes during the game was there was at one point you said that you knew that you're on the bottom, but it wasn't so much what do I do to play myself out, but that you recognize that everyone was madly in love with Pat because who, who couldn't be? Um, but And you realize that your best move was then just to like press your lips up against his ass and just like kiss so hard that like, because Pat's going to be controlling everything to at least make him be the one to put you above Jake and Caitlin. And I feel like that was just such a an astute observation where it's like you realize that I'm kind of my number is just they're not going to work for me to get like a big flip or get Megan or Benji to flip so then like but you're you recognize that that best strategy then was to go to the kind of perceived leader and just like get his like blessing of you and really I, I feel like that from my perspective at least watching it play out kind of was what saved you and made you get further because I think had you maybe tried to play that aggressive approach with, you know, trying to get Megan to flip or trying to flip Benji over that may have just gotten back to Pat and company. And then just, you could have been like the first one out of that tribe. So I think that's really just like, I just, I just want to like compliment you on like recognizing that and being able to be like, here's what I want to do, but here's what I really actually need to do is go to Pat and just make him think that I am at least better to his game than Jake or Caitlin are. Yes, absolutely. Um, at first, you know, I was tr- I was getting to know Megan. I I got to know more of her personality, and I guess this just comes with the experience of playing Survivor before. I can kind of perceive like what type of player you're probably going to be. Are you willing to make big moves? Are you going to cut your perceived alliance to start something new? Is this going to be the type of player that you are? And you know, I I, I got to know Megan. So, so sweet. She just, she didn't seem like the cutthroat type of person that I needed her to be, which is when I was like, all right, screw it. Here's where it's at. You know, they always say, you know, one, three days in Survivor can give you a whole new life. Like one round of Survivor can give you a whole new life. So I was like, that's what I, that's what I need. You know, round by round, I need it to not be me. Save me for last. And Patrick absolutely was that person. Um, I guess it also comes with, I think that I can read people really well. So, you know, if I'm talking to you and then your eyes keep flickering to Pat across the, across the campfire, or, you know, I'm watching you guys pass each other, but everyone's coming up to Pat, but Pat's not going to anyone else, but you're all going to Pat. Like it's the little things that you have to pick up on. And I absolutely get it. Don't look into that man's eyes. You will fall into his trap. Like, he, there is just something about this man. He is so charming. Um, and I, I just, I read that. I read it like a book. So, you know, if I had to go lick Pat's asshole, then, you know, let's go baby spread him because I mean, I mean four more days. <laughs> or, you know, four more rounds or, whatever, you know, whatever you want to call it in terms of survival challenge t- uh, timing. But that's exactly what I did. And I was like, I need to make him like me better than he likes Jake and Caitlin or seem more useful or more open to working with him down the line, even though they're, I'm, they're not speaking to me. So screw them. And I'm never going to work with them. Like, but I need to make it look like I am, or I'm more willing or I'm more open than Jake and Caitlin ever would be with them. Yeah. So no, and like I said, I just, I just love that observation because it, it just very much was, I think was, was true. It's like, you didn't need to appeal to 
Megan or Benji because they just weren't going to do it for you. It really was going to come down to, I need Pat to choose me over the, at least these other two. And that's what it was. And I, just, I just thought that was like this really, like I said, your ability to rekeep it was like a really brilliant observation. And what could have, what made your game go so much further than what it could have been had you not observed that? Yes. Thank you. I was pick me, choose me, love me, Patrick, like Grey's Anatomy <laughs> style. Like, and he did. <laughs> and I think it was great because I, uh, after you explained that, I absolutely remember your confessional, you know, your first confessional of being on that tribe. And we were so impressed because not only were you aware that you were on the bottom, which from the previous uh, confessionals seemed like it was the consensus, you were also aware of it and were like already like working on changing that fate. And it's just like, I remember, I'm pretty sure it was Michael with me. And I was just like, I feel like we should be just assuming that Holly's the first boot here, but she's just so self-aware. It has such a huge game plan. It's, it's hard to feel like it's realistic to see that Holly is the first boot here. Like, I feel like she's just going to find a way to not be first boot. Uh, thank you. I appreciate that. I might be down, but I wasn't out. Um, <laughs> you know, it's not over until John snuffs that torch. And that's what I kept telling myself. And also, I think that's part of the reason Another one of the reasons why they did save me for last, because even though like when it would come time for strategizing, it was silence. Like they were just staring at us like we were literally sitting ducks. But even that, like it's very easy to get really like butthurt or salty or like make little like side jabs or like roll your eyes, you know, body language. It's really easy to get down and no one wants that around, you know. Even though, like, clearly I'm just, I'm, I'm literally lined up for, like, the, the firing squad and I'm just hoping that it's not me this time. I think that I kept saying on purpose, like, don't get down, still be friendly, keep a positive attitude, keep cracking jokes. Because that, even if they don't recognize it, like, subconsciously, you want to be around people that are like that, especially when you're miserable, you're starving, you're wet. So I just kept telling myself, like, be present, be open, don't act like you're shut down to these people constantly, you know, keep a positive attitude. And that might be what saves you and, you know, puts you off to the next round. So that's what I just kept trying to tell myself, like, you know, be their like uplifting spirit or crack a joke when they need it. Cause it might just save your ass. <laughs> well, I think being just like genuinely likable is really important. Cause I, mean, I feel like even we're all like, still we're playing a game, but we're all human and if you like somebody, it's just going to be like that much, maybe even a slightly more difficult to vote them out. But sometimes yeah. that's all you need is just a little like, mm, I'm on the fence, but mm, I just, I like Holly just a tiny bit more. So I'm going to keep her over X, Y, or Z. I think it's like a really um, good approach to the game. It's like, obviously yeah, be present like in the strategy and like the game, but just like, just make people like you. And it might come down to just them liking you more is what could keep you in the game later. Yep, absolutely. So that's why I kept telling myself to not really get down because it was, it was looking really bleak for a while there. <laughs> was there specific moments that night that you felt like were key moments to having people change their mind about you enough to make that happen? Um, or, do you, yeah, or do you feel like that? Did you, did you like see that like Caitlin and Jake were maybe also playing this or did you feel like you were trying to outplay them and just getting avoiding the eighth or seventh ring on the totem pole. Yeah. It literally turned into a be more likable and less threatening, I guess, than Caitlin and Jake. It was, that was like my game. It was like 
And I also found I like that I was finding out little bits and pieces. And I did, I really tried not to throw them under the bus, but I wound up doing it. Um, and I brought the I brought the information out like right when it was you know. I thought I was like, all right, Hail Mary, like this could, because there was one point where it was, go- it was going in between me and Jake, I believe, for the first boot, like people were still talking about it. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. Guess who knows each other? Caitlin and Benji, they're friends. <laughs> so I dropped one little thing and then, you know, scramble, Caitlin's, Caitlin's the boot or it's like something like that. Um, so it was just like an outplay Jake and Caitlin until I can't anymore, um, which definitely came to like recognizing their body language, like, Jake at one point was just like beat like he like you could tell it like the weather and the and the no food was just getting to him and when he laid down I stood up you know what I mean he he like covered his face like I'm up talking to people so it just literally became watch Jake and Caitlin and do what they're not doing and do it better so that's really what my strategy turned into to to last you know just one more round each time Um, are there any moments that kind of be before we kind of gloss over and get to like the big event of that Friday um, that we want to cover before we dive into the, the triple tribal? Um, no, it's just I just I really did start trying to, you know, I was talking board games with like Kebu and Megan and I was just talking about a bunch of different interests. I was talking about like flipping houses with Mandy, I think um, just really trying to get in on each person's individual interests and and I was genuinely interested, but like make them know that like, Hey, I am trying to get to know you as a person. I do care about your personal life um, and things like that. Just, you know, and then you get to see people's demeanor change towards you once they realize that like, Hey, I'm an actual human being and not just a pawn in a game. So once you get to find out their likes their dislikes, their interests, you know, all that kind of stuff, I did see them start to just kind of like open up more to me. Um, which is honestly, it's just all I wanted. I was just like, I need you to see me as a human being and not just, you know, another pawn to throw off your chessboard in the grand scheme of Survivor. Yeah, because I know, like, because it was after Caleb and then Jake had been booted. Um, and it was right before we went to, like, the, the triple tribal where I, I, I watched it and I think I even briefly talked to you. And you just, you just seemed so down. I mean, like, you you knew that the, there was nothing else you could possibly do. Um, so I think, I think you maybe helped when I like that tribal thinking that you're going to like do something crazy anyway. Um, and then obviously me knowing what's going to happen. I mean, for me, it's like from like a, like story, you know, storytelling perspective, it was so great kind of watching that, you know, do, I mean, it's not, no, no offense, but it just, it was almost like fascinating watching you be at that kind of rock bottom knowing what was going to happen next for you and like, you know, assuming that like if Holly plays this right, I think she's going to be the one of the ones who get this immunity voted to her. Um, so it was, it was really kind of, I mean, it's like, it was a crappy situation for you to be in, but it's like from a story wise, it was like crazy how it went from so low to so high in like two minutes once you get to that tribal. Um, so kind of just like talk us through like what your thoughts are, what was like the million things running through your mind once John brings you all in for that triple tribal council and then announces that there's going to be a special twist where each one person from each tribe is going to be voted upon by the other two tribes to grant immunity. And then if anyone likes to speak, you know, now is the time is yours. So what was your, what were your thoughts as you entered and kind of got that tribal council going? 
Well, before the even tribal happened, um, we had that individual immunity. And I thought that that was my saving grace. I was like, oh my gosh, individual immunity, I need this or I'm, or I'm gone. And I wound up losing, you know, relatively quickly. And I don't know if it was ever caught on camera, but... I, dro- I like dropped the little totem that I was stacking and I walked off. I, did, like, I no longer looked at my tribe. So what do I care anymore? I walked off into the field and just started crying. Like I'm like 50 yards away from everyone else. Just like crying into the abyss. Like I was just like, this is it. And I have lost my chance to stay alive in this game. And at this point I was blaming myself because, you know, I've done everything that I can socially and strategically to try to get these people to open up to me. This just came down to, can you save your ass or not with an individual immunity challenge? And I couldn't do it. So this was like my lowest of lows, like being voted out would be one thing, but like having that opportunity to save myself with immunity and not coming through for myself was absolutely like debilitating. Like I was crushed like I was out there trying not to sob like I was trying not to heave like my chest like I was like oh my god people are watching like you're embarrassing like stop but then I got it together I came back and I'm like I'm clearly still crying and my tribe is so uncomfortable like I could see them like side eyeing me like have you, have you ever seen that that meme of like little Terrio where he's like got that drink in his hand and he's just like moves his eyes to the side and it's like what the hell that is literally what my tribe was doing to me and I'm like trying to keep it together. And that was the lowest of lows, which I think is when you saw me, Ryan, because I was just like, I was defeated. I knew there's no, the writing was on the wall. So going into tribal and I knew something was going on because we were all there. I was a little excited. And then he said the triple tribal and we're voting. I damn near jumped out of my seat. Like those words were, the words were not even out of John's mouth. And I had my hand in the air. Like I was like, like back in like first grade, I was like, Oh, I know the answer. I know the answer. It's me. And I was like, I think John like tried to like hide his smile, but I saw him like laugh a little bit because he was not even done speaking. And I was already like, please, please let me have my turn. Like, well, like I said, it was almost like, it's like, it, you know, it almost looked just like as if we like rigged it for you to happen. I mean, obviously that thing was planned like months and months, you know, over a year in advance of like what that whole, twist event would be but it's, just, it's like you love as someone who's like watching and putting the game on you're like that is what we hoped would happen I had this person who's like this is truly their last chance and they take it and they get it and just then had then run with it from there so it was it was really it, yeah it was probably i i can imagine it was hard for john to keep a totally straight fair here because it's like yeah we we were almost like all eyes were probably on you at that moment like all right this the floor is yours holly go for it yeah, like I jumped out of that seat. Like no one else even had a chance. I was like, no, I'll give me the mic. Um, and then after that point, like my speech to a certain point was strategic. Like I was like, like, but like it was so emotional and thinking back about it, like I was biting back tears like the entire time. Like I genuinely was like, this is it for me. And I think that's why I got it. Like it didn't seem like I was like, masterminding some plan like it was genuine pure emotion coming out of me when I was like please give this to me like it is talking to a brick wall with these people like I want them to actually have to play this game make them do something like I've tried my best and like it was just like pure like emotional catharsis to just like kind of like expose them for just not for not doing anything or not wanting to like play play the game I get you're comfortable but, you know, this is Survivor. Let's rock the boat. So I really think that that's, like, my, like, genuine emotional response to it was 
what really got me that safety. And I'm so happy it worked out for me. Um, God, it really was like it was rigged for me, like <laughs> kind of crazy how it worked out. But I am so thankful for that twist. Oh, my goodness. And then as you look at the other two tribes to, ca- to like cast your same boat for immunity, were you looking like were you kind of looking for that like Holly equivalent from Halata or Tamanga? Yes, that's exactly what I was looking for. I wanted to see because clearly when we swap, my first choices are not going to be any of these bitches that haven't given me the time of day for the past 24 hours. Like if I have my choice of it, I don't want to work with any of you, you know? Um, so I was looking for who else is on the outs, who else can I kind of put a ragtag team of, you know, on the bottom players together to make something happen, to be in control because I like to be in control. I've never played a survivor game from the bottom before. This was my first time. So I was like, who else is on the bottom? Because we need to round it up and get it together. And I saw that in Landon. Like, this was the beginning of my relationship with Landon. Granted, his seemed definitely more strategically planned than mine did. A little bit less, like, emotionally driven. um, Because I saw through some of the holes in what he was saying and how people were reacting. But I did still feel like he was probably relatively on the bottom somewhere. Uh, Maybe not the, the bottom, but on it. Um, so I saw that and I was like, I need this man on my tribe, whatever happens next. Like I need him and we are going to build from there. So that's exactly what I was kind of looking for. And then the whole, t- the whole Tamunga tribe kind of threw me for a loop. I didn't really know what was going on over there, but I saw what I needed in a ride or die with Landon and I made sure I capitalized on it. Well, it's interesting because like Tamunga hadn't voted yet that day. So I, I right. Yeah. I don't think they voted yet. So it's really, there was no, and I think I think they're still at the point of I think we're all like everyone just kind of assumed they were within good because they hadn't seen a vote play out. So the people who knew who were actually on the bottom thought they were still kind of in the mix. That was that was a that, yeah. Tamanga was kind of the weird one there. Yeah. Um, and and who who did you vote for on Tamanga? Oh wait, I forget. Did you just have one vote to give? Um, I th- I think we voted for one from each tr- each tribe. Give me one second. Who did I vote for? Yeah, that was a chaotic vote anyway, because we were trying to get everybody inside before all hell broke loose in the sky. But so I kind of got lost in translation of kind of what the votes were there. I was crying, trying to get people to vote for um, me. I th- Did I vote for Jake or Kelsey? I think I voted for Kelsey. Um, because she was my girl. Like before that, like we had gotten along really well. So I think I voted for her just out of like loyalty. But I don't, I don't know for sure. Honestly, it's kind of a whirlwind. I was just hoping that I got the, I got my immunity screw everyone else. <laughs> yeah. And was there any, like, at that point, did you probably just didn't really care who from follow went? Because you were at that, like, once you were, once you had, like, the immunity for that round, um, was there any sense of, like, let me try to push for a certain person to go? Or is it just, like, you five can fight amongst yourselves, like, fuck off? <laughs> oh, so what I did, oh, I was so smug. They were coming up to me. They're like, Holly, well, who do you want out? Um, kind of trying to... Oh, my mom's FaceTiming me. Sorry. Stop it, mom. Um, it was like... Oh, I sat back and I was like, I want you guys to eat yourself. I'm not giving you a name so I can be, you know, you're out when you vote this person out. Y'all throw a name to me. Throw a name out to me right now. And this is what I said to every single person. And I got names from each person. And then... You know what I did? I went to that person. I said, oh, someone, someone says that they, they would want you out. And then I just watched them fold. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is what I've been looking for. Was a part of it a little bit spiteful? 
absolutely. I was like, I want you guys to fold on yourself. I want you guys to destroy yourselves. I'm not, you're, I'm not giving you an out and a scapegoat by saying, oh, Holly said vote Kaywoo out. Holly said vote Megan out. I'm not giving that to you. You know who said vote Kaywoo out? Megan. You know who said vote Megan out? Patrick. You know what I mean? Like I was not going to be that person. That was going to be them. And that's exactly what I did. I sat back and I said, I honestly don't care which one of you motherfuckers go home, but I'm not going to be the one that threw out that name. I want you guys to fight it out and find out who else is saying your name. Mandy, someone just said your name in passing. You get it off of them. What are you going to do about that? I wanted to stir that pot so bad. And that's what I did. I just sat back and let them eat themselves. Well, then it ended up being Megan who got the, the boot there. And it was kind of like, you know, in a way poetic because you're like, Hey, I remember like when we first met, I tried and you're like, you didn't want to work with me. So then here you are. I think that's kind of a, you know, not that not that's Megan person, but kind of just, again, kind of just from a story standpoint, it kind of like, yep, you know, cause and effect, you caused this effect. And it was kind of on the wall, but you never saw it until obviously it was too late. Absolutely. Um, and it, that was sad because honestly, she was probably the one I wanted to leave the least mm-hmm. just because, you know, I did know she was on the bottom. Like the writing was on the wall that it would eventually land there with but everyone else's name got thrown out which is what i wanted but she was probably the least the one i wanted to leave the least because she recognized that she was on the bottom even to a point not enough to do something about it but more so than anyone else would um so yeah. it was a little bittersweet but you know girl i tried <laughs> i tried well you know for in her spot too it's tough because like in a tribe of eight you know okay i'm like if i if i had number five like do i do I risk it all and make a big flip of eight or seven, or do I kind of just hope that five is enough to get me to the swap? Cause if you're on Tamunga, you know, if you're number fifth there, you're making it in the swap cause you want all the challenges. Yes. Like if you're on Fala, you know, you've lost and now, now you're going to eat, eat, you know, eat it. But, um, I think it's kind of, that's, it's a it's kind of just risk reward thing. It's like, do I play hard or do I play it safe? Cause sometimes playing it safe can get you, you know, end up not safe. Um, but other cases like on a Tamunga, you know, if you're winning a lot, then, you know, not making any waves is going to be just going to get you coasting to the swaps. It's kind of interesting how it all, it works out, um, in the end, but yeah, I guess moving on then. So then we, we do the tribal council, we lose three votes. Um, and then for the first time ever, we have to do like a evacuation into the, the, the garage and the property do like this giant storm coming. Um, did you, did you kind of anticipate like a, were you, I guess you're probably assuming you're hoping for a swap still at this point. Um, but where'd you kind of like think the night was going to go from there as we're all huddled in this garage and like realizing like what, what, what happens from here? Um, so I figured that we would definitely be swapped. There would not be another round without a swap at this point. Like all of this crazy stuff just happened. Individual immunity, triple tribal voting for other people to get immunity. Like it's the perfect storm to swap people so i knew a swap was coming i just didn't know if we were all going to go back and lay like one big happy family at at tribe tonight and then swap first thing in the morning or if we were going to swap first so it was just more of a question of when and then this hurricane warning first off apparently everyone knows what those sirens are we don't have them here i didn't know what the hell those noises were oh really are we not not? like what is that that's the midwest Um, thing yeah so i didn't know what was going on and i was like all right well now we're in this garage and we're all just kind of playing patty cake, looking at each other. Um, but I was so happy to swap that night instead of having to go back and like just lay with these people that I all know want me out of this game. Well, um, and again, like kind of going back to like, you know, we couldn't have written it better. I feel like at base in the last vote and how that tribal council went, 
you were like obviously odd person out on Fala. Landon was the odd person out on Halata. And then in a blind side, Kelsey found herself as the odd person out on Tamunga. And you three ended up swapping together. So me looking at the surface, I'm like, this is like the perfect way for like these three underdogs to like come together and form this like, you know, bond and like write this story of like coming from the bottom to the top. Um, was that kind of, was that like, did that cross your mind at all? I know you said that you kind of, your vote was based on picking people who kind of were in that same spot as you. Um, but did that kind of shape up to be your initial game plan with that new Tamunga tribe? Or did you have anything else in mind at that point? Oh, absolutely. I knew with new Tamunga, it's like, I need Landon to be my ride or die. The way I approach a lot of games is I find someone that I will put 95% of, no, 90 never that much 90% of my trust in and like that's my person for the game and I saw that immediately in Landon I was like I need this man on my tribe if I'm going to make something happen um so I really saw that what do you think it was about him specifically that kind of made you um like that connection was felt like immediate to you it just felt like he really did think that he had no one whether or not it was like the the reality of things it's how he is perceiving them I'm on the bottom these two people we each have two alliances so even if he was anyone else's number one he didn't believe it, which is all I need. Like, as long as you, you believe that you have no one, then that I can be your someone. Even if other people are looking at you like number one, and I just need you to believe that you're in my number one. So I saw that and I went in for it. And it was like, he was so excited. He was like, yes, me and you, let's get something going. And then Kelsey and I had really bonded like the first day. Like, I think she was so fun. She was so great. Like, she's someone I would like naturally just become friends with in the real world. So I was like very optimistic with her on my team. Um, and then it didn't wind up, it wind up, wound up not shaking out well, just because of there were still so many of that OG tribe still in that. Like that was just like, she was like a lingering threat of people didn't want all of that Tamunga tribe still sticking around and having numbers come merge. So I wasn't really able to like fully execute like a really good alliance with her. Like I would like to, um, but I definitely got really excited. I was like, landed, and I was like, oh, no, I will figure it out from there. And it wound up actually using Mandy, too, which I didn't think that I was going to do. But at this point, I was like, she benefits me more to stick with me because she was, like, really upset that Kaywoo hadn't chosen her or something like that. So she was like, a little butthurt about all of that. So I was like, I can use that for now. I didn't really expect to go final three with her. But... Um, I definitely did like actually start a working relationship with her, but I kept her at arm's length because it's like some people forgive and forget. Like I didn't do either, but I will use you while I can. And that first night at the Tamunga swap tribe probably had to be like your worst night as far as comfort goes. Am I right? Oh my God. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> it was so horrible. Um, I just, I've never not slept so much in my entire life. (laughs) Well, and it was funny. I think I mentioned this when I was talking on the Kelsey podcast too. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, we, you know, we like a little, you know, mother nature fire in the game, but that was even from a standpoint of ours or we're like, you know, having to get get you guys to camp and, um, at least being like as generous as we can be having it, but have it still be survivor kind of like let you guys have, give a little bit of light to set up a camp. But it was, it was brutal. And I think it, I remember like kind of almost like laughing to myself because you guys were like, 
oh no, stay. We have to like get this charge up so we can sleep tonight. And my back of my head, I'm just going like, you only ain't sleeping tonight. And just, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you guys, I don't think everyone realized that at that point. But I'm like, you think it's, it was kind of like cute to guys, have you guys watch like, oh, like they're trying to set up camp and it's like, it's, it's pouring down rain. You got like a small tarp, you know, tried to tie it like some, some sticks and stuff like that. And like, you guys are not going to sleep. And you guys were like asking us to stay for like, oh no, give us like, like 10 more minutes. And we're like, it's just, you're not just accept the fact that it's going to be like the worst night of your life. And you know, yeah. and like we were also all arguing over like the infrastructure of the, of the tent that we were trying to put up. It was so funny. I just sat back and I was like, guys, I'm we were going to sit cross-legged and stare at each other all night. Like it is what it is. Like, gotta right. let it go but like it was just like everyone's arguing like things weren't gonna work and it's like it's not none of it's gonna work none of it's gonna work i think kelsey said that actually that you actually did fall asleep like sitting or i guess i haven't sitting up but like is, is that true did you like get any sleep as far as like did you like just fall asleep sitting up at one point or were you just like yeah, you just so, um i found out that i have a very unique talent um, I found it out actually on original Fala because Kewu thought it was like the funniest shit he's ever seen. I can sit, cross my, cross my legs, put my hood up, cross my arms in front of my chest, put my, put my, like my chin to my, to my chest and go to bed. I do not need to lay down. Don't need to do anything with my head. I can literally fall asleep sitting cross-legged. Like it's like reading time in kindergarten. Like <laughs> You it just is, pack yourself up and you're you're off to the, to the literally and like I would fall asleep for like ten minute intervals. It would work, and then I would jerk awake because like you know I can hear whisperings and like my head bobbing all over the place, like like crazy. But like I would get like little ten minute increments in, and everyone was just absolutely amazed at this talent that I had. And I was like, you know what? I always joke that I could sleep sitting up, but I never actually have until now. <laughs> So I think what's interesting is up till the, you know, this actual swap, despite being on the bottom and that being new for you and not obviously not being a great place, I feel like you were very focused on what you needed to get done. And I think it almost helped you in a way of being like, you were just seemed like you were on a mission, you know, and you always knew exactly like the direction that you needed to he- uh, head to continue in this game. How did that change once you were in this new tribe? Did you feel like you were in a better spot and that kind of changed what you thought you need to do? Or do you feel like you were still had a lot of work to do on not being on the bottom of this tribe? Um, so, you know, that first portion of the game, my mission was stay alive. That swap gave me new opportunities and a new mission. Not only was it do not get yourself in another position where you're on the bottom or you're not the player I thought I thought that I thought I was. Not only was it don't be on the bottom, it was get in control. That was now my new mission. That is what I knew I needed to to do from here on out. Because if I'm going to make a run to the end, I got to have a story about how, you know, I was on the bottom and not then no one saved me and just let me float by. Like I saved myself by putting in the work, putting in the effort, making that alliance, making those moves and creating the relationships that are going to get me to the end. So I guess you could say it was, it was, I was always on a mission. I really was, but my mission changed. It was find a core alliance, get in really close and good with them and, and make decisions and get out who you want to get out. Um, and that's just, that was the bottom line. So, and do it all with a smile on your face. You know what I mean? 
It's like you're patting them on the back while you're sending them out the door. That was my new mission. And I think that it came together really well for me. I was not going to just be complacent that I, you know, suddenly was no longer, you know, the obvious next boot, but I want it to be in control of things. I wanted to have a solid alliance that I could trust and that I could go to because I hadn't had that at all this entire game. So I was like, I need to create some foundations and some roots right now or else come merge. I'm going to, I'm going to be early boot because I'm not going to have anyone. Now, when you, you said you grabbed Landon to kind of be your ride or die, was there like a true like alliance that formed on that new Tamunga or is it kind of just like first we'll lose Alex and then I think it was um, Kelsey or Christina? Um, was it was? Do you feel like it was kind of like a you had an alliance in mind or um, did it just kind of kind of just become like you and Landon deciding each round who would be the next to go? Um. So. Landon was obviously like my immediate, like my first layer of my onion or whatever you want to call it. And then I really liked Kelsey, but like I said, I couldn't get too close with her because of the overwhelming Tamunga people. And it was very clear that right off the bat, it seemed like everyone that wasn't that OG Tamunga was kind of like, we need to take a crack at one of the OGs, which is why I think Alex went first and which was sucked because I really did like Alex as a person, like thought he was super fun, but so the, at the first round, it was kind of like, all right, we need to get a Tamunga out. And then after that first round, when Alex went, it was when like, I really like started talking more to Katie, who became one of my like, one of my like foundations for my alliance moving down, like moving down the line. Um, that's when I really started to develop a relationship with Katie. And I knew Christina was in the picture. I hadn't talked to Christina nearly as much. Um but like I was like, okay, well, it's me and Landon, and then we can we can grab Katie and Christina, and there you go, that's a four. Um, so that's kind of like where it started to like grow together. And then Mandy was also um, like kind of with me, like on the side, um, and also integrating herself into like making her own relationships, obviously. But it, the the other like the other group of us really did start to come together because it was like there's too many Tamunga in the game, and we need to do something about it. Yeah, I, I was for, going back to my kind of viewpoint of maybe like thinking you landed and Kelsey become like a thing. Do you feel like it was truly just like that OG Tamunga that drove Kelsey's boot, or was there like a chance for her to make it and then just kind of like? I think I want to say before the vote, I was kind of witnessing kind of some scrambling of like, oh, now Kelsey's throwing out Landon's name. There's, there's kind of like some names being thrown around. I feel like Kelsey kind of got some of the blame there. Um, was like at that kind of point, do you think it's her kind of just like? trying to preserve herself or did she really kind of error and she could have been like your three, but she dropped the ball somewhere along the line. Um, in a, in my perfect world, she absolutely would have been like, it would have been me, her and Landon. Um, I think that honestly, a lot of this, and this is like, comes from a very self-centered point of view, obviously. Um, I honestly think that like when we joined back on this club, like I felt like she didn't talk to me as much as we had when we originally bonded. Like at one point she came up to me and she was when her name was going around about she was going home and I was just kind of like you like I'm not I wasn't I didn't straight up lie or deny or confirm because like idols and all of that but she's like I really just I really thought we bonded and I thought we were good and I really wanted to be like I thought so too but when we created this this new tribe it was like you didn't put the effort in with me that I guess you needed to which which obviously sounds like it does sound very you know um narcissistic of me to be like you didn't talk to me when I could have obviously put in the effort with her but at this point I'm kind of in the driver's seat 
You know what I mean? Like when I was in your position, I was putting in effort with all of original follow. I was, I was doing the, the things that I needed to do. And it seemed like she just like, wasn't quite as much putting in that effort that made me want to be like, all right, yeah, Maddie has to go in front of her. You know, like you, maybe we consider Christina here. Like she wasn't putting in as much of an effort that I, for me to feel comfortable with, you know, moving the, that boot order around a little bit for her. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that was always a, a, a case that I was like kind of curious on the kind of the details on that. Cause like I said, from, you know, we only have so much information, so much at our disposal to kind of uh, put together. So kind of it's interesting to kind of see that play out and kind of, you know, now kind of hear from both sides, having talked to both Kelsey and now you. Yeah. Um, so, and I mean, like I said, very narcissistic point of view coming from me, but like, that's just how I felt. And while I didn't really fight to keep her in, you know, to see another day more so than like how I originally would have, if we had still bonded and clicked, like we had that very initial day. Yeah. And it was kind of funny to watch, um, eventually it kind of come down to on the new follow tribe where I think kind of like Pat and Kabu kind of found themselves, not so much on like the clear, like Dunzo deal bottom that you were. Um, but it's kind of, it's a fun name to kind of see those, those two, like kind of like swap and to kind of now have to like, they were no longer the top. They kind of had to like scramble a bit to make sure their, you know, their butts were in the boot on the other side. Did you, did you kind of like feel that you kind of like want to see your former follows that are like, on the other side of the tribe or other side of the game at that point? Did you like, kind of like, was it kind of fun to kind of see like that potentially be in danger? Oh my gosh. Yes. Listen, I try, uh, I try my best not to be a petty bitch, but sometimes you just have to be. And you know what I mean? Like, oh, like you can't deny that, that inner nature. And yes, would I have loved to see the old follow fall one by one? Absolutely. Like I'm not above it and I won't pretend to be above it. Um, I did. I loved all of them as, as, human beings, but you guys, they did not even like, they didn't give me the time of day. Like they gave me nothing. So if they went all out one by one by one, I could, literally could not care less. Um, but you know, even just to see him squirm a little bit, did I get some pleasure out of that? Yeah. I do love all of you. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's all part of the game. It's, it's all fun. Um, <laughs> So that kind of takes us to then. We've kind of pretty much like approached the merge at that point. You guys are close and you guys, I think you guys were six and six or close to that with the, um, you know, with the new Timunga and new Fala going into the merge, you know, kind of, you really didn't have your original Fala people at that point were Pat and Kewu, who obviously kind of did you dirty before. Um, you kind of had the looming threat of the Timunga. I would probably guess that like you're, game plan at that merge point is kind of like to hope that this new Tamanga sticks together and runs to the end. Is, is that kind of where your thought was at? Um, yes and no. As far as like new Tamanga, like the people that I really wanted to stick with were Landon and Katie. And after like Christina got idled out, um, we knew that Maddie had this idol. I was okay with Maddie idling out Christina Granted, I was like praying that, like praying, of course, that like, you know, hey, not splitting or like not doing something crazy here with like me, maybe me and Landon going off and like figuring out a way to make sure that we weren't the ones to get idled out. But we we knew that Katie and Christina had this giant duo target on them. And I was willing to sacrifice a Christina boot or I mean, even at this point, even a Katie boot just to get one of them out of the games because whatever one would be left 
would be so easy to scoop up and be like, all right, it's us. Let's run shit. So even at that point, like we all just voted for Maddie. Newt Munga ain't sticking. She ain't sticking with us. Like there, that makes no sense. Why would she do that? Um, and, you know, Mandy, I was like, I could work with her. I could work without her. I wasn't like very gung ho on being like, we have to stick together because just because of our past. Um, so really in my mind, it was just like, I really want to stick with Landon and I really want to stick with Katie. And then going into the merge, um, I had a great relationship with Jake. Like, just like we just really bonded and hit it off. Um, so I was like, you know, if I can get in good with maybe pool and Jake, and then I like talked to Jake a little bit and found out they like, you know, who are you close with? Who are you working with? Of course it was Chris. So I was like, God damn it. If I have to like, you know, let's try to like get things going. Um, I think it's a very boring way to just like always stick with your old tribe. Like that's so ugh, lame. So I was like, I'll take the, the a few people from my old tribe and like, let's try to get something new starting once merge comes around, which is what yeah. I try to do. How was it interacting with Kwu and Pat at that point? Have you guys have been brought back together? Kind of like, Haha, nice to see you guys again. But also I, was, I know that you tried to vote me out. <laughs> or wanted me to be voted out. Bet you, bet you thought you wouldn't see me here, huh, boys? <laughs> like, give them a little wink. Um, no, it was all it was all fun. Like, it was like them wanting me out wasn't malicious. Like, they would tell me all the time how much they loved me and like, yada, yada. And like, the feeling was mutual. I think that like, they're both really great people. Um, it was just not in the cards for us game wise. So it was still fun interacting with them. But and at some point, at some points, I did use their votes. Like we did vote together um, during different blocks because, you know, what was going to happen w- would benefit me or and then in the next round, would I try to vote one of them out? Maybe um, it just it just it'd be like that sometimes. But it was just more of like a fun joking matter with them. Um, nothing super serious or like I didn't take anything personal. Um what kind of was like that? I think we gave you guys a couple hours between when we like, you know, gave you like your merge buff and little merge snacks. Um, what was kind of the vibe there? And was it kind of more, was it a scramble for like this kind of let's get together and merge out quickly? Or do you feel like people took as long as possibly before like a name was thrown out as like the merge vote? Um, well, when we were having like our little feast, it was definitely like slow moving. Like, First off, I ran to that feast box because ain't no one getting their grubby little paws on it before I did. Because if there was a clue or anything in that bitch, it was going to be mine. Um, so I just ran to it and I like took it and there was nothing in there, of course. But when I sat down, or nothing in it that I saw, maybe I missed it, and so I don't know. But I sat down and everyone just kind of like sat around and like no one really went off on their own to like start talking any type of game for like a while. Because, like I said, like people will grasp onto anything to make you that first boot, and you know, merge boots always a big one. So um, it was it was kind of slow rolling at first until we kind of started telling each other, like, oh, what was going on on your tribal during your tribals? How did how did things shake out over there? Let's kind of get the lay of the land and figure things out. So. How um. Like going into the merge, first off, you must have been ecstatic to be there after yes. feeling like you had to claw your way to the through the entire game. Um, at this point, you have to be feeling a little bit better about yourself. Like, okay, well, I've been this far. Like, I clearly have a shot to get to the end because anything could be possible at this point. What did you think at that point in your game needed to happen for you to get to the end? Um, at that point in the game... I was like, me and Landon and Katie 
need to solidify a, a majority. I was like, that's what's going to get me to the end of this game. Um, and in my my immediate thought was Jake and Chris. Like, let's see what we can get going with them. Like, you know, because I had, at this point, I had no relation with Devin or with Tiffany. It was just like, we ne- we just, there was nothing. Never were on this. We never had an opportunity to even do anything. So that was kind of not an option for me. And then um, who else did we have? Like Kaywoo and Patrick and Maddie. Is that who I'm missing? And Mandy. Does that sound right? Yeah, I think that's everyone. This was a while ago. So then Pat. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It was like Pat, Kaywoo and Mandy. I was like, okay, well, they're probably going to reconnect. Um, Maddie, I just tried to vote out and she had to idle herself. So my game plan from here was, all right, if me, Katie and Landon can keep it together and maybe pick up Chris and Jake, we might be able to pull off one, like one or two votes, however, however many we need it for majority without it looking like it's a giant group. And then that could be easy sailing, you know, for us clearly, obviously it it doesn't work out like that. But that was my that was in a perfect world for me. That's exactly what would have happened. Gotcha. Cool. Um, what was it like to finally get to do some individual immunity challenges? Do you feel like that's a better place for you to be rather than be doing uh, tribe based challenges? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm clearly not a challenge beast by any means, but I can definitely hold my own. Um, you know. It was just fun to push yourself to a personal limit rather than a tribe limit because, you know, the shortcomings, you might be doing really well, but the shortcoming might be on a, on a tribe mate and you can't really see, you can't really gauge how well you're really doing until you get to that individualized portion. Um, so just, you know, some of them I really sucked at, not going to lie. Like I was like, oh shit, thought I would be better at that, but I'm not. Um, so a little humbling, but also at the same time, it was like, I'm doing damn good. Like I'm still in it. Like I vividly remember that one challenge um, where we had to collect all the puzzle pieces and we were like running a marathon at the same time. And like, I was like right in it with Landon and Kaywoo. Like I think I was maybe 30 seconds behind, not even behind Landon getting to the puzzle, maybe a minute behind Kaywoo. But like, I was like, I was ahead of Landon for, for the majority of it until the final sprint. So it was just very like, it was very fun to see where I measure up in terms of things. And I was like, I haven't even worked out in like six months. So it was, I think it was better. It was just more fun for me to, to get like some personal, um, not validation, but kind of measure my, myself up on like an individual level rather than like, Oh, my tribe just sucks. And that's why we're losing. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right. Well, how did the rest of that day end up playing out for you? You still had a few tribals for the merge. Um, I think two to be exact. How did those go for your game personally? And what ended up becoming of your strategy towards the end of the day? Um, can you remind me who those two boots were? This was a while ago. So first boot was, was Patrick, right? Was Patrick. Yeah, Patrick was a merge boot. And then followed by Maddie was the one I that. Okay. Maddie. Um, the hat vote was so stressful because um, at this point my name was out there like I it was like I believe Patrick might have been the one that threw it out or something like that so at this point um, and I also think that I think this was when I went to Jake and Chris because I had heard that their names were out there and I immediately went to them being like this is what I've heard I'm trying to you know make an olive branch 
your names are out there. Um, and then I think that was before the challenge. So they were like, oh my gosh, thank you for letting me know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm, I'm throwing them a bone. Maybe this will come back for me. And it did because after the challenge, I believe Jake came right up to me and was like, your name's out there. And I was like, well, what the shit? Um, and he was, <laughs> I was like, how did that change so fast? But he came to me really quickly and was like, yeah, like Patrick is like throughout your name. Um, and I was like, okay, well, let's get a plan together. So clearly telling them right off the bat really worked out in my favor. And then I went to them. I essentially pleaded with them. And I was like, listen, like I've, you've, they've been um, together all game. Like if you want to shake things up, come vote with me. And then that's when Katie had her advantage, correct? Her steal a vote, um, which if numbers were to work out, like they said, like I knew they, like I, how I thought they were, Mandy was going to save me. Jake and Chris said that they were going to save me. Um, but she was, she was like, I'll play it anyway. So she still played her advantage. And, um, that kind of like solidified how I felt, um, in terms of comfort, comfortability, because, you know, Katie did not have to play her, her advantage. She still played it for me. Um, and I wasn't going to stop her cause obviously it's my ass on the line. Um, Chris and Jake, you know, showed like the beginnings of some loyalty to, you know, to vote with me and to save me and to vote out our golden boy. Um, and, but it was so stressful because you, you're not supposed to take the person's vote that you're trying to vote out because if there's idols over there, like Kayla could have idled Pat and then I would have gone home anyways. Um, so it was super stressful when she made that whole like spiel about, you know, his sparkly eyes and all of that. And I was like, Oh my God, they're going to figure it out. But alas, they didn't. And after that vote is when I started to get a lot, not comfortable because never comfortable in this game, but I felt more, a little bit more secure than I had in the, the entirety of this game because there were people willing to, you know, create plans, play advantages to keep me around, which is what I had been looking for all game. What did now was this? I, I'm trying to remember. Well, I guess it doesn't matter, like if it was uh, this day or not. But as you're, you know, you're going through the game and you're thinking about who your potential competitors are. You know, you have Kaywoo make his big move of the uh, the uh, podium idol and stuff. Obviously, you could look at that move as like, oh, he's building his resume. What? Is like resume building a thing for you in your game or were you just more focused on getting there with whoever you could get there? So here's my thing with the whole resume building, like just thing that has turned into survivor. I, the way I play survivor or the, or the games of survivor that I personally admire are not the really big flashy I found an idol and I'm going to play it moves. It's the, <laughs> it is the, you put in the effort, you put in the social work, which is what the, at the core survivor is. It's a social game. It is reading people. It is knowing how to play your cards, right? I didn't have an idol to save me at all at any point in time. And I still was able to escape all of these different things and still make things happen that I want it to happen. So for me, I like survivor games that aren't, oh, I played 17 idols and saved myself 17 times in a row. Like, that's not impressive to me. Anyone can go out and find an idol and play it for themselves. Not everyone has the ability to talk them out of ditches, to talk them out of holes, to talk them out of a literal grave that I had been in for half of this game. 
Not everyone can do that. And that is the type of social survivor game that I personally admire. And I know that I can articulate what I do very well. I've gone to the end of survivor games plenty of times. So Kewu playing his fancy idols and his whatever big flashy moves wasn't all that concerning to me. I was like, if I got to go to the end with Kewu, I will. I don't prefer to. I tried like twice to get him out and Chris ruined all my plans every single time. <laughs> but um, I will try to get him out. But if it comes down to me and Kewu at the end, I still think I have a fighting chance once I can get people to open their minds to not everything's about idle play, not everything's about this quote unquote resume. It's about your relationships. It's about your social work. It's about your awareness of your situation and your game and other people. Um, and that's just how I play. So I'm not really a big resume girl um, in terms of like how I even vote when I'm on a jury. So that, well, and, and I know that Kate was one that had kind of like those like quote unquote like resume building flashy moves. Um, but besides, I know I obviously said you weren't like necessarily threatened by that because you realize that there's way more of the game and you can articulate your side of the game as well. Um, was there though that kind of any sort of initial like people that like I do not want to go to the end with this person, this person, or that person, or on the flip side where the people are like I definitely would like to maybe sit there with this person because they're not doing as much. Um, like on that kind of like the, that merge night, were there any kind of people in your mind forming? So obviously, you know the, the game's so fast. So like come seven p.m. Saturday night, you really only have like sixteen hours of the game left. Um, so you kind of like have to be thinking like yeah, there's nine of us left, but like tomorrow there's going to be three and it's going to be like that. Um, So were you kind of like initially thinking of like sizing up your potential finalists who would be on the jury and how you put them there? Oh, absolutely. I was measuring up, comparing myself to every single person that I was sitting with that night. Um, And initially I was like, I would love to go to the end with Katie because I can't tell you how many times throughout Tamanga I I love her to death. Jenny, her and her husband, genuinely two of my favorite people that I've met throughout this entire experience. But there were so many times where she would come up to me and be like, just tell me where you want me to vote and I'll vote that way. That is someone I'm taking to the end with me. You're going to just do what I say. <laughs> Shit, like come sit next to me in final tribal. You know what I mean? Because when you, they ask you to differentiate yourself from me, what are you going to say? I'm going to say, well, Katie, to be honest, you told me where to vote. For every, for every round, you said that you would do what I would want. So, yes, that's why I deserve this over you. So, like, I was already thinking about, like, oh, yeah, like, let's take her. Um, let's take people that I think that I can beat. So, I, of course, I was sizing everyone up. And I genuinely thought that I had a shot against everyone. But I did think that my problem would be going with Landon because it would be hard to differentiate myself from Landon at this point. Because we did really have, like, a, like a relatively equal partnership in like founding a new alliance, making things happen, um, that kind of deal. So I kind of knew that I was going to have to cut him at some point um, and not go to the end with him. But those were like the two things of like, oh, yes, I want to go with Katie and I don't want to go with Landon from my original alliance. Hmm. So as, as you're coming into the last day, you know, and you've got your remaining people left, what is your boot order like that morning of, of the last day of the game. So at that point we had, what was it? Um, Devin, Tiff, Landon, Mandy, Katie, Chris, Jake, me, Kwu. So yep. it was just Pat and Maddie gone, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. 
um, personally. And this changed drastically. I wanted Devin out so bad. <laughs> I just had nothing. I had, I had nothing with this man. Like, like very like one-off sentences, but like we hadn't even had a conversation, I don't think. And it was like, not for lack of like interest on either of our parts, but I felt like we both knew that it would be so like, kind of like fake and kind of like trivial at this point, because we all, we clearly both have our game plan in our minds that like, I didn't want it to be like, I like, I just didn't want to come off as fake. It's not really like what I do is I don't like that vibe. So like, I didn't pull him one-on-one for like a really deep talk and he didn't do the same for me, which I respect it. But like, I was like, he's like, I don't have any idea what's going on with this man. He needs to go. And I kind of felt the same way about Tiff. We had talked more about like her kids and how she's a mother and things like that. So I had a little bit more to go off of with her, but I also knew nothing about her. And yes, while there's people like Kaywoo and Chris in this game, you know, it's like the devil, you know, and the devil, you don't, um, you know, it's a snake, you know, it's a snake or the rabbit or a snake in rabbit's clothing. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know what Tevin, what Devin and Tiff had up their sleeves. So I, ideally I kind of want to both of them gone, you know, back to back. And then kind of deal with my Kaywoo Chris Mandy issue. Um, but clearly nothing ever works out as planned. So <laughs> anything you want to add to that, Ryan? No, yeah, I think that's kind of how we went into Sunday kind of playing. Um yeah, it's it's tough to kind of balance, you know, the people that you I know I want to work with this person, but like, I can't sit with them at the end because yeah, like I said, it's they're too similar to you. Um at that point, did you feel like people, did you did you get a sense of the people were like seeing you as a threat or did you feel like pretty confident um, that you would have a decent shot? Sometimes, I mean, maybe it's kind of different way, but I feel like there are sometimes people you can kind of like see um, who like kind of have that path to the end set or the people who are like worried, like I'm the next to go unless I do something else here drastic. Um, did you kind of feel like you were one or the other? Like, did you kind of see that path to the end by... Sunday morning forming or did you feel like you really had to work still to get there? Um, I definitely had to put in work to get there the way I want it to. Um, I had a play, I had my pathway that I want it to work out. Clearly it did not, but I am going to be honest. I think I did very well um, mitigating my threat level. I don't really think no, like I said, I was, I said it in my, in my interview video or uh, my application video, I think, and I know everyone likes to claim that they're underestimated. But when I tell you I am consistently underestimated in everything I do, like, it's just like, I, and I didn't care when, when you know, was, was it Devin talked to the jury and they came back and said, Katie's the underdog threat to win. That didn't phase me. I was still planning on taking that girl to the finals because <laughs> you know why? Because you can underestimate me all you want. When I, when I get my chance to articulate and to speak to you about what I did, like I have faith in myself that I'm going to open your eyes to all of these things that you didn't know were happening because you, behind closed doors, I'm perfectly fine with y'all thinking I didn't do shit for the entire game until I get the chance to tell you, I need you to be open to hearing me. That's the one caveat. You do need to be open to listening to what I'm saying. Um, but I was, I'm okay with not with someone thinking I'm a goat to, to pull to the end. As long as I can get a chance to get there and, and tell you exactly why you're wrong. Um, so I didn't, I saw a path that I want it to happen and a little, a little thing called Chris O'Neill kept ruining it for me at time and time again. <laughs> Um, if I did not have a little Chris O'Neill 
you know, screwing up everything. It might have worked out the way I wanted it to, but I still I still was able to figure out a way to get myself there one way or another. Um, it just wasn't the exact path that I originally thought I saw coming waking up Sunday morning. What? Speaking of Chris O'Neill, let's break down that moment with The Rocks. What is your take and what was going through your mind as this was happening? So Chris ruined my plans twice, okay? One time with The Rocks, one time with the Jake vote. Um, Which one came first? Jake vote, yes. Jake vote. Yes, so let's, let's start with the Jake vote. So I love Jake. We just connected. We just got along so well. I did not want this man to leave. But my alliance all really, really wanted him as the vote. So I was like, okay, I can I can kind of finagle this. I'm gonna go to or I'm gonna go to Jake. I'm gonna go to Chris. We're gonna we're gonna do a KWU vote. And at this point, I think there was nine. Nine of us? Yes. And I was like, okay, so if the four that I'm supposed to be voting with vote for Jake. And then the f- other four I can somehow get to vote for Kwu. I'm going to throw my vote. I, I don't know what, how, what, where my thought process was, but I threw a vote on Tiffany because I wanted to make sure that it was going to tie it or, and then I would be like a deciding vote in it. Once I saw where the votes fell, it make sure everyone was telling me the truth and I just didn't look like a dumbass and go against my alliance for no reason. Didn't work out like that. Chris just absolutely did not do what I wanted to. Jake went home and then I started like, I started crying and I masked it really well. I was just like, I just, and everyone's like, who voted for Tiffany? And I was like, I did. I threw my vote because I just couldn't bring myself to vote for Tiffany. That was not why I was trying to get Kwu out of this goddamn game. And <laughs> Chris just ruined everything for me once again. Um, well, for the first time, and then he comes back to do it again. But that was my one, ch- my one chance. I was like, oh my God, this is, this is going to be perfect. Like, I need to see where all the votes lie, and then I can switch my vote, and like, I'll get KWU out and save Jake at the same time. I wasn't crying because Jake went home, which was, yes, very sad for me. I, it did hurt me. I was crying because my goddamn plan didn't work out. Um, <laughs> and I was on no food, and that hurt. Um, so then, so then I say goodbye to my, my, my boy Jake, who I really did love so much. Um, and then the rocks happen. And at this point, I have thrown so many bones to Chris. Here's a life jacket. Here's a buoy. Here's a yacht. Get him a yacht. You sail to the end together. Like this man just wanted nothing. He, po- he popped the life jacket. He flipped the buoy over and he sunk the ship. Like this, there was nothing you could do for this man. He, I think what it comes down to is like, he just constantly felt like he needed to make his own resume and his own game. So he needed some big flashy move to make it look like he was doing something. So I think that's why he forced those, the rocks, no matter what me and Landon were were going to decide because I was not going to rock so I could help it. I was like, Chris, whatever the hell you want, I'll agree to it. And he just, nope. I was like, Oh my God, Chris O'Neill strikes again. (sighs) Um, (laughs) But you know, it was, poetic justice that man pulled that rock and i have i stood up chucked that rock into the ground and jumped into landon's arms like he was like my lost lover from overseas like it was just 
it was so cathartic and I felt so good. And I think I might have cussed a little bit at Chris O'Neill's expense because he was like right in my face. Yeah, but, I believe that there was a definite fuck yeah whenever you threw the rock. Yeah, <laughs> and it was all kind of, it was like all like this like dopamine rush blur. Like I was just like, I was just so happy. Um, and I, like, I have this picture of me jumping into Landon's arms that is absolutely adorable. Um, but I think that, you know, karma was swift she was swift that night and thank god for it because if i would have went home on those rocks i don't know if i would ever forgive chris o'neill <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say what do you think happens in those other scenarios where someone else besides him goes home so i think that he's still in a in a very shitty position no matter what happens for chris here which is why i don't understand why he did it landon and i were constantly trying to work with him and give him a shot even even me in particular like i'm the one that came to you very first round when when we all merged and told you that your name was getting thrown out like i've been putting in the work for you to be my friend for forever and like we had even like at one point he even told me an idol clue like way back when we were on different tribes when he knew i was like you know a sitting duck like I was like, why, why won't you accept my love and my friendship and my alliance here? And he just, for the life of him, would not work with me. Um, so I think it was, and we were the one of the only ones that are really, truly trying to work with him. So I think any other situation where Landon or I go home, he's still in a shitty position, which is why I just really never wrapped my head around what that man was doing. But... Um, before we get to the final tribal council, was there any more shenanigans and plans not going your way or actually even the opposite of things going exactly the way you wanted it to happen leading up to final tribal council? Well, I, so I, I have a question. So when I get to final four, um, we a tie gets forced. Um, what was your intent? Like, obviously, you kind of like knew that was probably going to happen based on those conversations you were having. But like, was that kind of intentional or then you obviously kind of quickly then flipped off of that? Um, what was the kind of strategy behind that final four vote in particular? So that final four vote, pushing it to a tie was absolutely intentional on my part um, because if I'm them or if I'm um, Mandy and Kaywu, I'm going to try to two on one it. Like, let's make these these girls vote. Let's get Holly to turn on Katie. Let's two on one it and then we can we get our, our pick. Like we can even vote Holly out because at the final four, my Kaywoo was pushing for me to go home and Mandy and came up and told me that. So at that point that put in my head of, Oh, I'm a possibility here. And at that point I had gone to Kaywoo and to Mandy and been like, you know what? I will vote Katie with you. Like I will do it. Let's vote her out because this was, this was it. And honestly it made more sense for me personally to vote Katie out because that's an ally of mine that I've been ride or die with for the whole game or most of the game on the jury that could potentially vote for me versus voting Mandy out, who's a shoe-in vote for Kaywoo. There's not even an opportunity for me to get her vote. And I was, so that's why I was like, okay, I'll absolutely vote Katie out until Mandy came to me and was like, um, Kaywoo was talking about voting you out. I just really felt like I needed to tell you that. And I was like, well, shit. So that, I grabbed Katie immediately and I said, girl, ride or die, 100%, we got each other's back, right? And she was like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> It was just really shitty because I'm laughing, but I needed to do that to assure that they weren't going to have me vote for Katie, Katie vote for Mandy or me at this point, um, and then the two of them vote for me. So 
I forced that tie on purpose. And I also made this horrible mistake of thinking out loud, like the idiot that I was, it would have made so much more sense for Kaywoo to vote Mandy out because that's, that's a jury. That's your jury vote on the, on the jury, dude. Um, but as I, and then in my thought process, and I said it in front of Katie who ran straight to Kaywoo and said this, but I've said, if Kaywoo keeps Mandy and votes one of us out, He's splitting, he could be potentially splitting his alliance member votes between the two of them. And that's an opportunity for one of us to win. And Katie ran, because she knew she was on the block, Katie ran straight to KW and said that. And I was like, I probably shouldn't have said that out loud. That's one of those things you gotta you gotta learn to bite your tongue on, because that's exactly what I wanted to happen. That's best case scenario for me at this point is that some people vote for KWU, some people vote for Mandy, and I somehow scrape enough, you know, four votes or whatever out to beat up their split vote. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, so then I tied it on purpose to make sure that, you know, Kaywo still wasn't voting for me and they weren't trying to two one one me. And then I was like, all right, never mind. I vote. I'll, I'll, I'll change. I'll verbally change it to Katie right now. Bye. <laughs> um, so that was my thought process behind all of that. It, did that make sense? I feel like I, I kind of rambled a little bit. <laughs> Clear as bud. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but no, I, I mean, it's, it's a valid point to kind of think about the whole almost like, I guess it's almost like almost like a game theory thing where like, if they're trying to get me out, they're going to want me to make me think it's this person, but that they're going to tell that person it's that person. I mean, I mean, yeah, like a final four vote, like it, in theory, like it should be like a, you know, straightforward, like just get the obvious threat out at that point. But I, I do think there's kind of some um, self-preservation thought of like, yeah, like if Kevin and, Mandy want me to vote for Katie, then maybe I shouldn't vote for Katie. That's what they want me to do. So I, yeah. I, I, I get that. that. That's the basic like logic behind it. Was just it. Like a, it's a self-preservation thing because no spoilers in Survivor Maryland. I try, I like consider trying this exact thing, me and my ride or die voting together and getting the other two people to vote separately. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I tried, I like the thought crossed my mind until I realized that like no one's going to fall for that. And I'm just going to look dumb. Um, but I probably, I should have tried it. It was last ditch effort. Um, but I was like, what if they're doing it to me? So I guess this is where like the overthinking and the too much experience comes in. Cause I was like, all right, I got to make a ride or die pack with Katie right now, just in case. Cause then at absolute worst case scenario, it's a tie. And if it's a tie on me, hopefully she won't flip. Mm-hmm. So that was that thought. That process awesome anything else you wanted to add before we get into finals public council um yes when landon went home um so when landon went home i was actually not told about the plan but i knew exactly what was going what was happening um i think i looked at the camera during my confessional and was like Landon, you did this. You did this to yourself, bud, or something like that. But Kaylu, Katie, and Manny—none of them told me they were voting Landon. This just comes from reading people. I was so close to writing down Landon's name just for like shits and gigs to see like the reaction when the other three people realized that I voted with them without no one telling me where the vote was. Um, but I didn't just because I, you know, didn't want to put myself in a bad position with Landon if I didn't have to. But I, I fully knew this man was going home. Um, which I think just also speaks to like my awareness of the game and what's going on. Um, but I didn't, I did know that, that he was going home and I didn't do anything to stop it because at that point it was like, it benefited me, but I didn't have to get my hands dirty. 
So going into like final tribal, then obviously you know that jury perception is you know Kabu's got some immunity wins and flashy idol plays. You're gonna hit home the fact that you didn't have the luxury of those immunities ever, um, and really just kind of bring home the fact that like, you played a really strong social game to like claw yourself from truly hell and back. Um, and something we, we kind of gave the, the players this year was a little bit different. We, we kind of gave you guys like a little bit of time to just collect your thoughts versus like in the past where we've transitioned from that final vote tribal council to like final tribal council, like if, almost immediately. Um, kind of like, I guess they, you kind of like touched on it throughout this interview, but like, it's, you know, is that what kind of was your pitch going to be or what was going to be your kind of like bam punch in the face that was really going to, turn the jury and, or did you have any sort of perception of, did you feel like it was an uphill battle or did you feel like it was an anybody's game based on these people who you had been playing with for three days now? Um, I definitely knew it was going to be somewhat of an uphill battle to get people to not be like, Oh, Kwu by a landslide. Do you know what I mean? Because my game is more under the table. It's not the, you know, fires your life. I'm going to play an idol. It's not, you know, I just want immunity four times in a row. Mine is building those connections and that trust and making people want to play with me. So I just, I knew that I had a lot of explaining to do. Um, so those, like those minutes, like those minutes that I had by myself, it was just like, okay, bullet point, like what relationships did you have that got you to where you are? Point out, like, point out what you did individually with each person to get you to where you were, to flip that vote off of you at the merge, to create a new alliance that helped to, helped you run the game, to make it all the way to the final to the final three with two people that originally wanted you out the entire time. Like it was, I knew it was going to be an uphill battle and listing the things that I did that not everyone was privy to, not everyone had their eyes on, like they do when you play an, an idol, like they do when you win immunity. Um, and also, like, you can play an idol all you want. I'm pretty sure Kebu played one of his idols unnecessarily. But people still look at that with stars in their eyes because, oh, he found an idol and he played it. Well, I don't think he really needed to when he played it for uh, Mandy. I, I don't, you didn't need to do that, you know? Um, so, it's, which speaks to, in my mind, that speaks to poor gameplay because you didn't know what to do with your idol. Um, so it was just kind of, like, pointing out, like, there are different ways to play this game. Um, and if you want to, you know, be enamored by the smoke and mirrors that are idle plays and that are immunity wins, that's fine. And you you have that right to vote how you want. But I just want you to be aware that there is a different way to play this game. And I just want a fair shot to kind of articulate my side of things and exactly show you exactly what I did to get where I was because it's extremely different than winning immunities and playing idols. Awesome. How do you, do you, you know, looking back at everything you actually said at final tribal council, is there anything you would change? Do you feel like there was points that you didn't get to talk about that you just forgot or didn't have the time to say, or do you feel like you did the best you could in your speeches? Um, honestly, I think I did pretty damn good in my speech. The one thing that I was thinking about looking back that I didn't talk about, um, I don't, at least I don't think I did. I was, just, my brain was on like 5% power. 
Um, so I'm honestly so proud of myself for even doing as well as I did. And I had people coming up to me afterwards saying how, like how great they thought my speech was, which was really heartwarming because I, I was always wondering, did I do enough? Um, the only thing after, you know, replaying final tribal in my head for, you know, three months, um, the only thing that I wish I would have touched on a little bit more is the whole being a woman in survivor. Um, because when you're sitting against a man who's done flashy things, and you're a woman who's not done flashy things, but still played a hell of a game. It still looked like it's just looked at differently. Um, so I didn't want my game to be like, oh, she's a woman with a social game. Like, come on now. But like, you need to realize that this is also a valid way to play because women are always seen as doing less than their male counterparts. Um, whether or not that there's validity to that statement, it's it is a trend that women are seen as doing less when compared to men in Survivor. Um, so I wish I would have touched on that a little bit and said, hey, please don't discount my game just because I'm a woman with a social game versus a male with a big flashy idol advantage play game. You know what I'm saying? Um, I wish I would have brought up that factor and hit that hard a little bit home because I think that it honestly might have helped with some of the like the women on the tribe or in, on the jury because um, I know we've all experienced this playing orgs or playing our little fun games that um, we sometimes get discounted just for the simple fact that we're a woman with a social game. Um, so I wish I would have maybe touched on that a little bit more, but you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't. I don't now, have you have you kind of like talked to the jury since and gotten a sense of like people? Because I think I think the the t- the total count, the final count ended up being um, I think six two K U six U two. Yes. Um, and Devin, and I think it was Jake was the other vote for you. Is that correct? Am I yes. remember that right? Okay. Um, were there others? Like basically, basically you needed to flip three more to get their win there. Um, do you feel like you like got a sense like who maybe could have flipped on you or like what you need to give someone more to do that? Or do you feel like um, you did, like I said, the kind of touch place that you did the best you could and like there maybe just were votes that just were not going to go your way by the end of that tribal council? Honestly, I was shocked that I got Devin's vote. Like, I was very happy that I was, he, he told me that I, like, I super swayed him. Like, he was coming into it absolutely voting for Kwoo, And, you know, me talking about how at its core, you know, Survivor was a social game and it's about this and it's about that really swayed him. And actually, this is so shocking. The two people that I think that I had the least amount of a relationship with from the jury, Tiffany came up to me and said that I was so close to swaying her that, like, she was literally so close to voting for me. Um, but in the end didn't. And then I was kind of shocked by Landon to discount the game that I played when he played pretty much the same way as I did (laughs) to not, to not respect that social gameplay, that clawing from the bottom and kind of give into like the whole like flashy gameplay. I really honestly of all the jurors, he was the most surprising. Uh, and you know, each juror has their own, you know, right to vote how they they want. I was just surprised. I mean, like it'd be, as a juror, it'd be hard for me to like play ride or die with someone, um, play very similar games, and be like, mm, "I'm still with the other person." Though, I mean, I, th- I think obviously there's there's plenty of valid reasons to vote for both Kwu and Mandy. Um, I was yeah, I was also just kind of surprised that there wasn't more weight behind that emotional side. And I, I, I like to say that I'm like a pretty cerebral, logical player, but I feel like as a juror it'd be tough to really put like that completely aside and be like a hundred percent ejected without like taking a fact of like who your closest relationship was in the game. Yeah. And especially being like, he thought he had a, 
a very valid case to pitch at the end. We talked about it. Well, dude, your pitch is my pitch at this point. You know what I mean? Like it's the social game. It's the clawing from the bottom. It's putting yourself in a power position. So it's a little shocked. And then he said something that did get under my skin a little bit afterwards. He said something like when I talked to him about it, like jokingly, like, hey, you didn't vote for me. He said something about like, well, like I talked with the jury and the votes just weren't going that way. I didn't know this had to be a consensus. <laughs> we're not we're not in court. This is not, a you know, an all, you, a, a hung jury where you have to we all have to vote the same. He was like, just trying to be cool. Like, <laughs> don't vote with your friends. You you know, that's, an, that's an interesting <laughs> point that I feel like happens a lot on this show. And I think um, I think we've seen it several times. There's been several like blowout votes where I feel like. One or I think even on Winners at War, the last jury vote that we saw, there were several that admitted like I would have loved to vote for Michelle, but I was worried that if I voted for her, then the Natalie votes would overpower the Tony votes, and like the thing they wanted the least was not like that particular juror wanted Natalie to win the least. So there's almost there's almost kind of an even game within the jury of I really want to vote for Holly, but I want to make sure this other person doesn't lose. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that I think your jury though was different, where it was if there was a vibe that Kwu was probably going to win. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. Like, I think, I think, I think there, I think there is, a, there's, there's just a little bit of part of that of, you know, I want to, I think, I mean, I think you want to vote for the winner. So if you, if you think that this person's definitely not going to win, um, which I don't think was the case for you, but I think there definitely is some pressure to kind of like, sort of like be with the cool you kids. You want to vote with the majority of the jury. Like you want, think, you, want think, you want to vote for the winner. Like I get that. But at this point I was like, dude, like if I almost swayed Tiffany, if she was on the fence and if, Landon would have voted for me like I kind of honestly expected him to. And that's I, at least Katie, a tie. Yeah, that makes yeah, Mandy, Mandy votes for Kay Wu, so you needed and one I more there. Thinking, but. I was honestly thinking Katie might be up in the air between me and Kay Wu. Because I was just like, we played this whole game together. She saw everything that I, well, not everything, but like she's very privy to the inside game and knows that I wasn't just sitting around twiddling my thumbs, making it to the end. So like, I genuinely thought at one point that there was a chance that I was going to, that I was going, that I could win. But I knew it was an uphill battle. It wasn't likely. It's was probably like a an 80-20 chance. But I I thought the chance was there. And I was a little upset by the way a certain, few certain people voted. But you know, everyone's entitled to the how they want to how they want to do their thing. Um, but I did get some um validation. I think Jamie took a like pre-jury poll or something like that. And I apparently won the pre-jury poll or something like that. So if the pre-jury would have been voting for me, I would have been the winner. <laughs> not like that matters but it did feel good because I really wanted it so after you know you got votes but not enough to win did you still feel like satisfied or was it very hard to be so close to winning and not ended up taking it you know I really wish that I was grown enough as a person to be like yes I am fulfilled but I'm not I want to win. I want that little corn mon. I want that little corn monster on my dresser staring me in the eyes every night before I go to bed. Okay, I want to look at that thing and remember that I was better than everyone else at Survivor. Like that's what I want, and I'm you know I I would apologize for it, but I'm honestly not sorry that I want to be the best at Survivor, and I know that I have it in me. So, am I fulfilled? Mostly, but 100 percent, absolutely not. When I have a little corn thingy. Well, my bedside table that I have to explain to people when I bring over, then I will feel fulfilled. Um, but until then, yeah, not quite. All right. Um, what was your 
the rest of your experience, like after the game, you know, we had the reunion, we had the after party, so much catching up with people. What was that like for you? Oh my gosh, it was great. So I, what one of the tribal councils, I looked up and I saw Austin Trump and Danny in the crowd. I made eye contact with them and I literally almost started crying because I had no idea they were coming. But I also had this whole thing where I'm not going to, I'm going to pretend to not know anyone. So that meant Anthony, that meant Ryan, that meant Greg, that meant Austin and Danny when they showed up in the, in the crowd. Like I didn't want anyone to know that I had any connections to anyone in survival challenge, but it was so hard to keep my shit together for that long. And then afterwards I just like ran up and gave everyone like giant hugs and was like, I just like, it was just very nice to catch up with kind of like the alum that I'm friends with. And then to finally be able to have a conversation with my castmates without feeling like there's some ulterior motive behind it was just so relieving. It's like, oh, are they, are they talking to me about my personal life because they care or because they want to, there's a strategy and they're going to use it against me later. So it was just very, it was very relieving to get out, get back to like n- normal, normal conversations and normal interactions with people without thinking that there was, you know, something else behind it. Um, was was really hard going up to Anthony getting second with him getting first. Um, but I, I got through that one, but I'll probably never hear the end of that. Um, but at, least, it was at, least just, be, at least you beat Austin. Yeah, at least I beat Austin. God, can't well, survive a reunion. He did beat me there, so I got I got him back in survival challenge. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the, overall the whole experience was really great. And at that point. I like stopped being hungry. So I know we stayed after to do post game um, interviews um, even after final tribal. So everyone went back and was like eating Buffalo wild wings and like doing all this stuff. Um, And I was just like sitting there like still for like another hour and a half. And like, like I wasn't even hungry. Like it was so weird to be like out of the game and be like, eh, food, whatever. I think I had like one wing and then I just went and drank my weight in vodka um, not, the, not the uh, ranch dressing soda. Yeah, not that. Oh God! During that challenge, I wanted so bad to get down on one knee and take it like an like an ice. I was I was literally like, she's gonna do it. She's gonna do like the icing, and she did. I'm like, damn it, Holly! This was like was, your shining moment to like, be the I girl. Fighting every fiber in my being to not get down on one knee because God forbid, like Chris O'Neill just opens the floodgates and and downs that shit down the hatch, and like I'm on the I'm on one knee playing around. Like I was not gonna take yeah. that chance. I was already in hot wa- hot water with that drive. We, we still got a good photo of you chugging one so we got yeah. one for our social media uh, yeah. i mean i'm no i'm no shame i'm no shame to chug in gross things like I, I went to frat parties like there's been a lot worse in my mouth i was not worried about that ranch dressing soda um but yeah it was it was fun to kind of get back to you know civilization and you know no campfire stories that i oh my gosh i would terrify my tribe mates at night with stories of wendigos and stuff like that um but going back into a house where I didn't actually look over my shoulder in case a windigo was coming out of the woods was really nice. <laughs> now, you've had a lot of experiences with all different forms of survivor-based games. How did this one stack up to those other experiences? Oh my gosh, Austin Trap, close your ears, don't listen to this. Um, this was definitely like the best survivor experience I have ever had. Um, but at the same time, at the same point, it's different than Survivor Maryland, which is how I will defend Survivor Maryland here. Like Survivor Maryland was a semester long and I wasn't starving or doing this caliber challenges 
um, which is what makes it so much more authentic than Survivor Maryland, I would say. It was the most, yes, it was the most authentic experience I have had. Um, I would absolutely do it again in a heartbeat. Like, all stars, give me a call, John. Um, but <laughs> yes, it was absolutely amazing. Um, like, nothing, no experience in my life could ever, like, just measures up to like those five days. Like, the starvation, the absolute, like, limits I pushed my body to with that weather um, and not eating and um, just just like the, the, the extremes of everything. I've never done anything quite like it in my whole life. Um, and it was just so rewarding coming out the other end because in the moment you're like, F this and F that, like shit. If I get voted out, I'm going to eat a hot dog. Like, But coming out the other end of it is like, it was just so rewarding to see myself to push myself so far further than I've ever had just physically and mentally. Um, it was just crazy. Definitely the best thing, the best experience, best five days I think I've ever had. Well, I think too, like, I, think, I know I've seen like people like compare or try to compare like, you know, people who like this survive or college tribe be like, it's not real survivor. Like to me, I feel like it's like different even and they like, survive, like just like survival challenge is different than the show. I mean, they all, based on the same general concept, but like each experience is different. So I mean, it, it can be in ways comparing like apples to oranges. I mean, like, yeah, Survivor Maryland, you don't get the crazy living conditions and like, you know, adrenaline rush of like five days of like nonstop action. Um, but, you know, you still get the kind of like long drawn out stretch strategic social games. I feel like that's like, you know, there's really, it's almost to me, that's like, you know, the show versus like survival challenge. Like obviously that, again, they're similar, but like they're not, exactly the same um but i think you can definitely have like a full complete experience even even just doing like you know even like, even, like when we did the star mailing like reunion game where it was like a 24-hour deal i still felt like that was a full survivor experience it was just different than like the four or five day survival challenge experience i like, guess it, it just comes down to like you know just you're just in that element and like when you're in that element you're really just having a blast whether it's you know a day long five days long a um, semester long yeah, absolutely. And that's what I've told Austin about. It. And he understands like he gets like I was like, nothing will ever be a Survivor Maryland to me like that. Survivor Maryland has my heart. It gave me so much like so many friendships, just like it's opened so many doors for me in terms of like, you know, avenues I've taken in my life. I like my I, when I applied for this sales job, no sales experience. They asked me about Survivor Maryland in my interview. And I honestly to God think it's part of the reason I got my job. Like Survivor Maryland has my heart in very different ways. But survival challenge was just like, like I think it was a good way you put it, it was just like a five day like absolute adrenaline rush, like fought for but for five days straight, and it's really hard to top something like that in such like a small time frame. Well, that's what you know when we, when we used to when we've had like survivors play in the past. That's what they you know about a lot. Many of them have said like it's you know it's almost in some ways it's almost and I, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and try to say survivors better than like the the show itself, but like there's elements of survival challenge that are more appealing because like in this, you don't, there's no downtime. It's just game, 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 action, action, play, play. There's really no, like I sat on the bench and stared at coconuts for 24 hours straight. Like there's, yeah. there's, I mean, there's, kind of, there's, because there's no downtime, there's almost just more action. So you kind of feel like you're doing more. Um, yeah. I mean, you definitely do more in 24 days of sur- or 24 hours of survival challenge. than you do 24 hours on most days out in Fiji, but um, again, just, you know, different experience, but then you can find rewarding things from both. Yeah, absolutely. So again, referring to how many games you've played and stuff like that, what did you learn about 
from Survival Challenge about the game of Survivor that you would like to share with anyone who's listening, in your opinion? Um, honestly, I have never played from the bottom, um, personally. Um, I've always been a player that's, you know, been at the top, makes friends really easily, alliance right away, controls things. Um, so what Survival Challenge really taught me is that don't get, when you're backed into a corner, don't shut down. Um, like there's the possibilities are endless. Like you're never out in the game of survivor until like that torch is snuffed. Um, so I really learned just how to like keep staying positive and how to keep looking for like any type of hope and hope and holding on to that until there was literally nothing left. Um, so if you ever play a survivor game and you're like, Oh, I'm out of my comfort zone or I've never done this before. Um, Honestly, just like keep going, fake it till you make it, figure it out. Um, because if you stay positive and you keep trying to like push through, like sometimes, you know, you pushing through, you pushing those cracks will make whatever it is crumble. Um, so I, that's what I learned from it. I was just like, no matter how down or dejected and out you feel is like, you never know what's around that corner. So just literally keep trying. <laughs> that's great. Cause I think you'll be a shining example for, future players to reference when they feel like, you know, they're starting the game and they're on the outs and they even may feel like they're the first obvious boot. And, but now you can be like, well, remember Holly in season eight, man, you know, she was supposed to be first boot for many, many rounds for basically that entire day. Yes. You were supposed to be the boot and you made it to the end of the game. Yep. Absolutely. Even, yeah. So just keep on going. Cause you never know what's going to happen. Any final words, Ryan? Yeah, no, it's kind of just repeat what I kind of said at the end of the hour. I mean, like, I think, I think, you know, Holly more than delivered. Um, and really, I mean, it's like, I, like, I think there's, I mean, I, I love like the, the way the season ended with, you know, and, and Kay was win was, was great in itself. But I think, you know, to like differentiate between the two a little bit more, I feel like Holly like had um, just a very unique story. And I feel like, you know, that kind of coming from the very bottom, the, Tri- triple tribal immunity going to like a new swap tribe where she like literally found a second life in the game to then making them merge and really i mean it, it didn't seem like to me and i think obviously because of the work she was putting in i feel like she wasn't someone who was really on the bottom of that merge tribe and i think she was really a key player and so much and to, just, to kind of, just to kind of see that ride go from beginning to end um was definitely for me one of like the higher like you know more captivating stories i feel like i've watched like play out across you know the, the several seasons of survival challenge that i've been a part of now um and again like honestly expect like if anybody could go from rock bottom to climb all the way to the end like I, i'm not surprised at all it was holly um but yeah it was, again, it was just really great seeing her finally um get out there and do it and anyone else who's from the star maryland crew who's listening to this like i hope to see your name in the application pool in january because i feel like there's a lot of great people there um that i'd love to see i'm glad that finally one on, on my list was able to make it out to the comb <laughs> well thank you so much holly and ryan for joining me thanks for everyone who's been listening and if you want to check out survival challenge be sure to follow us on facebook instagram and youtube and if you want to apply applications are sooner than you know beginning of next year we got applications going live for season nine you don't want to miss it so make sure that you follow us so you can uh, 
you know, uh, be ready for that announcement and, you know, send in those applications because you just never know. I, I don't think there's a single person who's played the game who wouldn't recommend it to the highest degree for other people to apply. Eh, it was just okay for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, not life-changing in the slightest. No. <laughs> yeah, not at all. 